Hello, and welcome to another Quarantine Cast with Brian, Cody, and Craig. Um, Who? Unfor- I know. That's that's a thing. If you're noticing, hey, there's only two boxes filled with goofballs. Where's where's everything else? Well, um, Craig's not here tonight. Craig is, Craig is taking – I'm going to change the background back to our usual background. There it is. Uh, Craig is taking a couple weeks off. Now, uh, Cody – I asked Craig today, I said, well, you know, first of all, we're very disappointed that Craig is taking a couple of weeks off, but he's got, he's, he's got his reasons and he is coming back. That's the good mm-hmm. news that Craig will yeah. be back. Um, and I said to him, well, what do you want us to tell people? Because it's going to be obvious that you're not there when mm-hmm. it's the quarantine cast with Brian, Cody and Craig. And, uh, you know, there's no Craig mm-hmm. now it's just Brian and Cody. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Right. And where the hell is Craig? And yeah. uh, I was I was shocked by his uh, reaction. He said, tell people it's none of their damn business where I am. Yeah. That seemed harsh, didn't it? Well, he doesn't want people knowing about the sex dungeon he's opening up. Well, that's and, one of the that's one of the rumors uh yeah. that he's you know, he's gone in, he's pursuing other projects. That that was one of the lines he said. I'm tell people I'm working on some other projects right now and I will be back to the quarantine cast soon. I hadn't heard uh, until you brought it up earlier. You sent me that memo. Hey, don't talk about the possible sex dungeon that Craig is opening up. Uh, But then you brought it up. Right. So I tend to do that. I tend to uh, contradict myself sometimes. Well, no, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want him to run into into any problems with permits or anything. I, I don't want us to screw up the deal for him. The sex dungeon in Wicker Park is a 403C charity, so he could just apply for is that. It? Yeah. Okay. So that's that was one. I had also heard that a uh, some fringe website had hired him to do weird food takes. They had heard some of his bad food <laughs> takes on this program, and they had hired <laughs> him to come up with uh, bad food conspiracy and takes. So that might be one of the projects he's working on. Uh, I, I don't know if that's true. It would make sense. His food yeah. takes are, you know, when I talked Bad. to him today, I said, I'm going to miss your food takes because they are woefully misguided. Mm-hmm. And we're not, so we're not talking out of school. This is everything we say to Craig in, you know, when we're on the phone. Oh yeah. No, there's, there's nothing I would ever say <laughs> to anyone about Craig publicly or privately that I wouldn't say to his face. Exactly. Um, Cause we just have that kind of relationship. He, he, he expects it. We're, we're bold, very brutally honest with each other. Well, all of us are. We're yes. all on because there's no reason not to be. I don't know. We're all dudes. We don't really care about feelings and you know heart. We <laughs> yeah, just we did. We don't worry about that. His <laughs> feelings and heart. That's fine. So weird. Is he yeah. making TikToks? Tom wants to know. Could be. That's another thing. We'll we'll have to monitor TikTok mm. um, and find out what's going on with him. Uh, so I I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Well, you know, it just here. seems. I'm here, you're here, and that's both of those are good things. Uh, I don't think Craig's in jail. So for those of you who may be wondering, oh, did he finally did he finally run afoul of the law? I don't think that's it, mm. but it could be. We don't know, but he's he's taking care of some things. He will be back. Uh, that's all we know. That's all we can tell you. He knows that uh, we miss him and we can't wait for him to come back. But uh, other than that, uh, the show must go on. And I d- does that sound heartless? No. No. Oh, change no, the end to Sands. Marta says, <laughs> Quartet cast with Brian Cody Sands, Craig. 
like that. I like good. that, Barta. That's very good. It's <laughs> good. Did you know? Fun fact. I think. Uh, do we run this on our podcast yet or no? Uh, I think. Yeah, we mm, don't remember. But on a recent episode of my uh, podcast, Curiosity Daily, that I either edited or I, we. I don't know. I never know what has actually aired yet because we record in advance. But right. we did a story about it. the ampersand used to be a letter of the alphabet. Really? Like it was an official letter of the alphabet uh, in the early days. And uh, uh, yeah, um, we get into it, but something to do with the way that it was derived from the Latin. And uh, in order to say like that something was a letter, you would say like, and per se, I or something like you, you would say some weird combination of things to say like, oh, I'm saying the letter I versus versus like an I, my I. And it, it's some weird etymological stuff, but people just like truncate, you know, juxtaposed it. That's not right. People just kind of shrink it, shrink it down to ampersand. So it was like the 27th letter. And then like in the 1800s or something, people just kind of stopped doing that. I'm glad I don't, I don't need that as a letter. No. 26 letters. Long... What are there? 26 letters in the alphabet? Yeah. Now. Yeah. That's plenty. Yeah. Underneath can I uh, kind of brag about this just phenomenal uh, artwork on my shirt here? Do you like that? This is great. <laughs> this is phenomenal. This was dropped off by one Brian Venunin, and it's a great shirt. I love it. Do you understand what that is? I mean, you know, I know you know the Bernie meme. It's Bernie. I, is, is it? it? It's pro, is it? It's wrestling, right? No. No? That is, uh, no. That... That is the ladder chair that people build for their children to sit in during Mardi Gras parades. And so oh. they people take ladders and they build chairs, benches on top with railings, and some build nets into them, some have shelves, so that the kids are up above adults and they can see the parade and then they can catch things. And so they took the Bernie meme and they put it in a chair, and that's why it's green, gold, and purple, all the, uh, all the things. So it's kind of a Bernie... Inauguration Mardi Gras hybrid shirt. That's phenomenal. That's so many memes in one. I it's love it. Lot. Yeah, well, because of the colors, the the Hardy Boys, the WWE tag team, uh, the this exact shade of green and purple was like their color for all their oh, merchandise. Really? And since they did ladder matches, I thought like I was like, is this like a pro wrestling thing? But uh, this is even I better. like that you think I would be able to find a pro wrestling t-shirt somewhere. Yeah. ProWrestlingTees.com. They're based in Chicago, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I don't know how I know that. I, I love that Mike. Said, that either. I love that Mike in the chat said that uh, AE is my favorite letter. Oh, that makes me so happy. So appropriate with the Elon Musk launch today. Is that American Eagle, the uh, store for khakis and rugby shirts? No. Oh. Wait, do you know what it is? No. Oh, it. that's part of Elon Musk's child's name. Oh, is that right? Remember the when I do remember he, that Elon Musk is you know insane and named his child symbols and letters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's uh, part of his name. That's yeah, part of Elon, his name. Elon and Grime named the kid X A E that A E symbol and then other stuff that I don't remember. I think they changed it. I don't know. But you know about the SpaceX the SpaceX launch today, right? Yes. Did you watch? Ooh, I did not watch. <laughs> I did not watch. I'm did listen. I've got one space story on my mind. I'm all about the Mars Rover right now. Mm. I got I like watching uh, videos from Mars. I like hearing wind from Mars. I like, I listened to an interview with, um, uh, Oh wow. Not Mike Tyson. Who's the, <laughs> who's the astrophysicist? Um, 
that Mike, sounds like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Mike Mike Tyson's brother. <laughs> yeah, I listened to it. Obviously, I didn't listen to it very well, uh, but I listened to an interview with Were him you today. Paying any attention to it, it's I fine. Was. We all multi. It was your second screen, right? You had your phone, you had your tablet. You had your uh, i. You had your Switch, your Nintendo Switch. You were playing games and you were watching it. No, it was actually it was actually an audio interview, and I just had a, that tab open, and I was doing I was doing other things because uh, I am want to do other things. Mm -hmm. But uh, yes, so no, I did not watch the uh, I did not watch. I know uh, Elon is doing all sorts of things with the space and the X and the rockets, and you know, I, I did see the story about the space hotel that's going to open uh, pretty soon. What? Not pretty soon. You didn't see the see Space that. Hotel story? No. Oh, my goodness. It looks like a big Ferris wheel. Um, it almost looks like something out of Wall-E. I think they're saying it's going to open in 2027. So, yeah, a world's first space hotel expected to open in 2027. And it does. It looks like a giant Ferris wheel or like a flywheel kind of thing. And... Um, yeah, it's, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to get overcharged for... Now, the artist's renderings make it look lovely. It looks like something out of Star Trek or something. And, mm. You know, everybody's got, oh, they got beautiful rooms. And, you know, all the all the rooms have a view. That's the nice thing about the Space Hotel. Unless it's like the Titanic and there's steerage rates too. Oh, sure, you can come and stay in the Space Hotel. But, uh, you know, you can only afford the interior rooms with no view. But that's when they do like they do on a Disney cruise where they just put a fake porthole in your uh, in your room and it makes you think that you're looking out into space. But you know you're not. It's very sad. Yeah, I don't want to go to that unless I'm like the first person. Because uh, like, you know everybody in those rooms is going to be having crazy space sex? There's that. And also like who's going to clean it, right? Like who are the space cleaning slaves. crews? Robots. Um, robots? Robots like in the Jetsons. Did you ever watch the Jetsons? I did. Um, Rosie the robot. Marge? Rosie, right? Rosie. Yeah. Rosie was a robot mage, so she'd oh. be. They'll. It will be staffed by robots, and mm. they will. Uh, I hope they all wear maids' outfits. Mm. Sally wants to know how much money do you need? My guess, a lot. Yeah, you're not going to go on Trivago and get a good deal on a space room. Well, it's going to be one of those things where it's like they can charge whatever they want because they know yeah. that people, it's going to be their Hail Mary, like, oh, I'm going to max out my credit card and dump all my life savings in it because, you know, whatever. It's your bucket list. You're going to space. Mm -hmm. Going to get a single, single room in space. I'm going to upgrade to the suite. No, no one's going to do that. What are you drinking? Somebody, uh, Mike wanted to know, uh, Tom rather, Tom wanted to know what you were drinking tonight. Uh, so Edmund Fitzgerald. This is my last one from Great Lakes Brewing Company. It's a good porter. Great Lakes makes good product. Yeah. It's pretty good. I am a fan of Great Lakes. Yeah. I tonight am feeling fancy. And I am going with red wine in a Waterford crystal glass. Ooh, a Waterford crystal glass. That's right. Uh, this is a Cape Red, uh, Western Cape Vineyards. It is a selection of red variants. And it is from South Africa, mm. South Africa, hence the beautiful label with the uh, elephant and the Cape Red. So wine of origin, Western Cape, wine of South Africa. There you go. So red blend because I'm fancy. You are. And you're a blend of many things, Brian. You're a blend of a, a home maker, uh, a risk taker, uh, love maker, mm -hmm. booty shaker. 
Uh, Grass raker. Uh, human being. Wow, that didn't rhyme. Hmm. I thought we were going for the rhyme all the time. We were going for it, but it didn't work we out. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to sing when I drink it? I don't. You know, I don't know the words to the Edmund Fitzgerald song. I know the song, but I don't know. Like I know, like the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. It doesn't go like that. Not at all. That's not, not even, even close to how it goes. Remote, not even a little bit. But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the words, or I would. I could sing. You don't the, know about uh, the, the big lake they call Gitchy Gumi. I could. Uh, I, I could sing. I could. Uh, Gitchy Gumi. What is that? That's one of the first lines of the song on the big lake they call Gitchy Gumi. Oh no! But I could do the. the ship I could, was the pride of the American side. I actually see the lyrics on the label. Uh, so I really? they're actually printed here. Government warning, according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. It's a weird song. It's weird that it made that song made it to the top 10. Yeah. That's hmm. just odd. Those are bad lyrics. Very bad lyrics. People may be wondering why you're so energetic. Me? Yeah. Who? You, Am I? You got... Cause yes, because you had a big day on Saturday. Big I'm day. Not I'm not energetic whatsoever. What are you talking about? I'm oh, very just, low that energy. That was a segue. Oh, why'd you poop all over the segue? <laughs> just took a big, big segue dump. You just uh, I, I didn't know it, it was you. a segue. Your segues are legendary in the biz. I always compliment you and call out your segues because calling out segues make them better. Right. I did one the other night on TFJ, and the producer was like, "Whoa, that was good." It was another one of my legendary. Where did that come from? Segways. One of I don't my favorite what it was about, but that was it. One of my favorite things to do on your show was yell, "Nice transition, Brian!" When you made a nice transition, <laughs> and I don't know if anyone else found it as funny as me, but it was one of my favorite things to yell. And then you always would say thank you, and then just go right into it. It was good. I would actually be disappointed if you wouldn't. Because mm. they're so they're so blatant. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> subtle about them at all. They are the most ham-handed segues in the history of the business. I'll probably that's probably the only way I'm going to get into the uh, Radio Hall of Fame is because mm. my segues are legendary. And by legendary, I mean you and I think they're funny. Uh, they're very funny. They're very good. But anyway, now we were on that. How's that for a segue? It was a great segue, but I have to answer Roger. Roger thinks someone got a haircut. Who do you think got a haircut, Roger? I did not get a haircut. My hair is uh, my hair is unwieldy. I did the math today. Normally, in a regular year, in a regular year, I would have gotten sixteen to seventeen haircuts. Uh, that many? Yes, because I would get my haircut every three weeks Ugh. with the crew cut. Ugh. I've had in this calendar year uno, one. One haircut. Roger, I think he was joking. I don't know. But he, but he played it so straight, I actually don't know anymore. Oh, he thinks you got a haircut, Cody. Do you, That's what it says in the chat. Have, have you not... Have you never looked at me before? Brian. Brian, I... Like, all of my hair is gone. Wait, are you... <laughs> are you being serious right now? Roger put in the comments. He got a haircut. Yeah, no, no, mark. I got a haircut. I definitely did got a really? haircut. How did oh, you not did you know this? Well, Brian, because you, you have your headphones on and your hair is spiked up. My hair wasn't, my hair hasn't been spiked up in the three weeks because I've had to comb it over because there's so much of it. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. No, my wife. Um, Where'd you get uh, your haircut? My wife. Your wife cut your hair with a Floby? I, no, we do not cheat and use Flobies. Um, no, 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 Roger, you you nailed it. No, no, it's it's this. Are you kidding? I was so I thought you would comment and be like, oh, Cody's hair I, I, is defining no, I gravity. Thought your hair looked nice, but what am I? You know, what is this? Some weird fashion show where we're going to comment on each other's hair? Ted Koppel, let's comment on each other's hair. I don't know why I said Ted Koppel, yeah, but well, he had uh, bad hair, Ted Koppel. Did he? Everybody thought, now, all right, take your headphones off so we can see the sides. If I saw the whole, oh, yeah, now I can tell you got a haircut or your ears lowered. <laughs> Good morning. It's 1957. Yes, now with it, with your headphones off, I definitely can tell you had a haircut. Oh, I wish I had sunglasses next to me. That would have been that way cooler. But, yeah, no. Uh, my, thank you. My wife cut my hair. Uh, uh, yeah, no, actually several times in the last week it was especially so saturday we'll get into saturday but saturday yeah. i was at my parents house briefly and i did look in the mirror in the bathroom at some point as i've gotten out of well since i've gotten out of my 20s for many years now i rarely I look at my, <laughs> rarely look at myself in the mirror i don't know if that's normal did that happen to you no i have to look in the mirror to see where all the errant hairs are now growing out of i spent 20 minutes yesterday taking hairs out of places they shouldn't be Oh God! Okay, and I'm talking right. above the waist. Wink, wink. Okay. So anyway, I, uh, I, I looked in the mirror and I was just like, "This is un unconscionable." I had to, I had to end it. So um, I'm getting to that point myself because uh, I mean, now it's I've got a lot of stuff in it to keep it down, but it's it's way down on my neck and it's curling up. And it's there's some days where I go, man, I kind of like the wavy, and now it's the salt and peppery kind of deal. But uh, if if you saw me in the morning, you would be terrified because all of this stuff that I have keeping my hair down, well, when it's not, it's out. I look like some sort of psychotic, like they just did electroshock on me and then sent me on my way. It's not good. So I'm I'm debating if I need to get it, you know. If I do, and what do I do with it? You know, what, what it's a whole thing. Keep it in a Ziploc bag. What, the hair or my head? Yeah, you said, what do you do with it? Put it in a Ziploc bag when you cut off the hair, and then that way you can save it in case you want it back later. Oh, I'm not worried about what I'll do with the hair. I'm just worried mm. that, uh, I'm worried about what style. I don't know, uh, you know, if I need to worry. I, I don't know, just keep it like this, but shorter. Uh, trim it up in the back, thin it out. I, I don't I don't know. I got to say... This is why this is why I stayed I I stayed with the the same haircut for over 30 years just because I didn't want to have to worry about it. I didn't have to deal with it. I didn't have to take 10 minutes in the shower rinsing shampoo out of my hair. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't have to I didn't have to have all kinds of product and a yeah. and a brush. I just got up I I got up the same way I went to bed. I looked exactly the same for better or worse. There was no 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 ifs ands or buts. Now I get up and before I even get out of bed, I have to run my hands through my hair to kind of mat it back. And so I don't scare Debbie and the dogs will recognize me when I come downstairs. It's horrifying. Yeah. Um, you, it looks way longer in person too. It's crazy long in person. Yeah. yeah. So the listeners don't get treated to that. Although I haven't seen you recently, though I missed you yesterday. You, you dropped off the shirt and I missed your text. Here's you what's You're a guy who's in the communication business. That's mm -hmm. what you do for your job. That's what you do for fun. Yeah. I texted you twice. I didn't hear back from you. So, and, and I was out near your house. So I thought, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to drop it off. But as a guy who remembers what it's like when there's an infant in the house, 
I wasn't going to come up and knock on the, uh, I, I even email or I emailed you after I left. I texted mm -hmm. you, then I emailed you after I left and your door, your front door was kind of partially open too. So I was like, Hmm, I don't, but I didn't want to knock or ring the bell. Cause if the baby was asleep, I didn't want to be that, you know, the guy who just does a pop in and wakes up the baby. So I figured it was easier to just leave it on the porch. Um, and then, but then when you didn't, uh, when you didn't answer the text for hours, I was like, Oh my God, Cody's dead. <laughs> Maybe the door is open because someone had gone in and slaughtered the whole family. And I could have stopped it had I knocked on the door, but I was trying to be considerate. Little did I know someone was in there murdering them. The ultimate inconsiderate act. Very inconsiderate. Yes. So it all would have, it, it just would have been, uh, I don't know. The whole thing, the whole thing went crazy. I uh, would say, uh, uh, yeah, ring anytime because you're not going to wake up our baby because our baby doesn't nap or doesn't like nap napping. There's <laughs> he a very, like low, napping. very low chance your baby is actually like actually napping. Is uh, he hoping that someone will knock on the door so there's a visitor? <laughs> Please I, let me see someone else. These two are driving me crazy. I'm hoping I have something to distract me from trying to get him to take a nap. <laughs> so... <laughs> Welcome anytime. He doesn't. But, he, doesn't he doesn't get tired. He doesn't like hit the wall and just not literally, but he doesn't physically just hit the wall and go. Uh, and you know, okay, if we if we could get him to lay down for a second, he'll be out. No, he hits walls literally all the time. I mean, he's he's a mobile baby. He actually, <laughs> actually, uh, the other day, this is like Friday, I think. I don't remember what day it was. Maybe it was Monday. It doesn't matter. Recently, he uh, he's crawling. We got a we have a, a stone fireplace that's on the floor. It's like not raised. And he, his thing, he's obsessed with this stone. He's obsessed with textures. All okay. he does is take his hand and touch pillows and carpet and just like, just like, like. Yeah, he's like, learning. It's all brand new. All day. But the the number one thing he likes to touch is this stone fireplace. Well, apparently okay. he face planted. Uh, he like pushed himself up and he kind of face planted on it. Oh no. Um, and it gave him a little bloody nose. <laughs> um, he didn't cut himself. So it wasn't a bad, you know, 30 seconds after this happened, he's laughing and doesn't care because he's a baby sure. and that's what they do. But uh, my wife brought him upstairs and she's like, oh, he, he like hit the thing. And I come out and there he is, you know, crying. But there's like this, like just stream of blood out of the one nostril. And oh. I was like, I'm traumatized for life. Like that's the most traumatizing yeah. thing I've ever seen. Yeah. You don't want to see your infant child a bloodied i you know like i said he's fine he's so who like, who panicked more you or your lovely wife neither of us panicked but the That's visual good. was so horrifyingly like i don't know I, and I, I texted my parents and i was just like i don't know how you did this with four of us who constantly were hurting ourselves yeah like i mean i still have a scar from when i was little from my wife busted my face went to the er for no the reason right here yeah so yeah it's now, are you finding that as long as you and uh, Casey keep calm, he'll calm down quicker? Because usually if like if the parents freak out, the babies see them freak out and then they freak out more. And then, then it's a vicious circle of. Ah! Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope he absorbs our moods because we're generally like in really good. We're just happy people. Yeah, like, that's what that's what I hate about you, too. Yeah. <laughs> We're generally happy people, you know, we don't, I, I'm pretty good under, under, you know, I can keep my cool under pressure if I need to, um, you know, so, uh, you know, I think we'll be fine, but I, I don't think we have to consciously like make a thing of it. Did, did you ever have any like 
major injuries with your daughter uh growing well, up always, that, yeah there were there was the the time where uh you know she was in a bounce house and her tooth caught on the rope and popped her front tooth right out uh that was a that was a bad one um there were other falls and things and uh times when she was sick or she you know she'd be throwing up throughout in the middle of the night you just hear blood curdling scream and then there's vomit everywhere and you're like oh boy uh, and i you know back then back then i was not the uh the calm balanced uh, man that i'm evolving into oh, I know. And, and being being awakened out of a dead sleep by screams you know you don't wake up calm you just hear it's like what the <laughs> Oh, Molly's Molly's throwing up everywhere. Dad, I'm throwing up everywhere. I'm like, well, get in the bathroom. What are you doing? <laughs> then, you know, a couple of times she was old enough to know, but I, you know, a kid wakes up same way. They're they're sound asleep. All of a sudden, they feel like they're gonna throw up. They just start throwing up. They're not. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh man, it was like I was raising Linda Blair every every once in a while. It's just horrible. Um, Tom wants to know if we're giving anything up for Lent. Marta thinks bad jokes. We'll never give up bad jokes, Marta. No. It's our bread and butter. Mm. We give up bad jokes. What are we going to do? Comment on the news? Just be blowhards? No. More Let's like... Back to, go ahead. More, more like, like that's our bread and olive oil. Okay, uh, we let that one sit there for a little a little while. For those of you listening at home, you're probably thinking that the quarantine cast went off the air. It did not. Uh, it probably should have after that uh, that last joke that made absolutely no sense from Cody, who is who has now left the uh, left his broadcast perch. Let's see. Sally says, "Oh wait, broken arm, tooth knocked out, sprained ankle. It's busy, kids." Um, the baby. Oh, Roger said that the baby was calling nine one one because you two weren't panicking. We so back wait before we get on to the rest of Saturday. How did it so you looked in the mirror and you realized you needed a haircut? How did now your wife um has a lot of a lot of different skills? She's she does a lot of things. Stylist is not on her resume, as far as I know. How did how did it uh, come to her to be your to handle your quaff? I'm paranoid and cheap, and she did a really good job last time. Uh, it okay. was right before Christmas. Uh, yeah, so yeah, about, probably about four months ago, let's say, um, when I reached a point. And remember, I think I talked about it briefly on the quarantine cast, but I was very, very proud of myself because I didn't look up any tutorials or anything. I was just like, you know, I've got my hair from pretty much the same like three stylists for the last like seven years. I see what they do. I'm not like, I don't have my eyes closed the whole time. I generally know. And so I know you get the hair wet you comb it all down, straight down, and then you take a part in the middle and you comb that straight back, just this, like, you know, like this, this width in the middle, let's say, right. uh, of a few inches. So that goes straight back, the, the rest, go, the sides go down, and then you just cut over the ears, um, and then she would kind of trim from there, and then she would just take the top and, and snip, sip at a couple angles, and then just eyeball the rest of it. And uh, we, that's, I'm making it sound simple and I respect hairstylists and I know that you have a hard job and you're way better at it than my right. wife and I are. But 
the general gist of it, especially when like no one's seeing me in person. I was so going to say the beauty is you never leave the house. Yeah. I, so it's whatever, but she does a good enough job and like, what the heck, you know, I'm, I'm used to getting like $30 haircuts. Like I don't, I don't do, the, I don't do just like, cause I don't do just like a, a generic buzz cut or anything. I have right. like a stylist cause I have to be, you know, I know, uh, man. You know that's my you thing. Be, I went to, you know, I was always going to old school barbers. Mm -hmm. where it was like 15 bucks or 19 bucks. Mm -hmm. And you know, some tip money you're out of there you're out of there for under 25 bucks yeah yeah but so yeah it's no i don't know somebody said i had to go back to new orleans that girl in new orleans it's funny when we were down there a few weeks ago molly said are you gonna go get your hair cut i said no why well i just thought you talked about you talked about that uh, the woman across the street so often i go yeah that was for the show molly i was telling i was telling the story not that she did a bad job but right. i had a coupon last time true because I can't see paying, and I know, listen, I know ladies pay a lot of money to get their hair cut. I can't see paying 50 bucks to get my hair cut. I definitely have. I Oh, I know. And that's that's the thing. I, you know, I never have. So now it's like, okay, maybe, you know, I could probably just go to a barber because I think I'm just going to keep it like this, only, you know, trimmed up and short, you know, pull it in if a little bit. What if you tried my hairstyle? My wife could do it. Your hairstyle? I don't have the hairline. You have a nice, your hairline goes straight across. Mine, as you see, is. You know, hmm. Yeah, my, uh, mine's kind of. I got uh, the peak. Who knows? Roger uh, says in the chat, he used to cut his own hair for 40 years uh, and still uses electric shears. What if Roger cut your hair? There's an episode. If Roger cut my hair, I would have him not only cut my hair, but after it was over, I would have him just go right across, right across the carotids. How's this? Hats. Yeah. Have you thought about becoming a hat guy? I love wearing hats. All my hats now are too snug because when I got them, I didn't have hair. So they all fit, they all fit my almost bald head. Well, just, you can't stretch so them now, out. Huh? You can't stretch them out. I mean, some, I don't, I don't know. What kind of hats are we talking about? I like fedoras. I like caps. Mm. Uh, I like a nice, uh, you know, occasionally a ball cap style. Okay. Uh, not all the time. Never backwards anymore because, you right. know, I'm old. But, uh, yeah, I have I have some hats. I like even my even my winter hats, like my stocking caps. Now, uh, some of them are not. Now they'll ride up because I have hair where they used to just lay back, lay flat down on my head, on my noggin. I would encase I have, my nugget in hat. I have some hat ideas. How about we try lids? Lids the store in the mall? Yeah. For what? Some flat, flat brim, brims? Flat brim with the sticker on sideways. <sighs> it could be a good see. look. I could well, it's a look. Mm. For me, I don't think it would be a good look. Okay. I think the flat brim after 30. Unless you are in the music business, is a mistake. What if you're Steve Buscemi? I still think it's a mistake. I think because mm. Steve Buscemi may only be 50, but he looks 78. And a 78-year-old man in a flat brim hat just doesn't, with the big sticker, it's like, Steve, we know you got money. We, do, we, we don't need to know that you, uh, you know, have a 47 brand on your hat. That okay. doesn't make any sense to me anyway. Leaving the tag on the hat. Oh, it makes all the sense. I Very mean, the, forward. the flat brim is a style look. I, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to argue with the flat brim. It's not for me, 
but leaving your leaving the tags on the hat, I look at those people and I think they're mini Pearl, which is, I know, a very old reference uh, from a very old country singer who left a tag. That was her thing. She left her tag hanging off her hat, her fancy Easter like bonnet. She mm. left her tag. So mini Pearl did that. And that's when when I see somebody doing that, I'm like, did you forget to take that off? Because it's not unique. Every every hat has one of those on it. Okay. And it looks stupid. All right. Other Here's hat ideas. Take. There's my hot hat take. That's fine. No, a lot of, I mean, when I first saw it, I, th I thought, it, you know, 20, it's been around for a minute, right? I, when I first, when they first started putting the labels on hats, I'm like, this is dumb. They did it. Everyone did it. My high school did it. And I was like, this is dumb. And then now it's just normal because it's been around for so long. Here's another idea. How about, I think you could pull off a good cowboy hat. I wore cowboy hats for a long time. Mm. I had, I had winter, a uh, winter cowboy hat. I had a nice felt one. I had straw cowboy hats. Go back Again, to the cowboy it's hat. Not I, it's not that I don't like hats. It's now I have to, you know, either I have to go back to, I got to get my hair cut a no. little bit. No, no, it's no, the haircut's less relevant if you wear a hat. Well, I got to buy new hats. This is what I'm saying. You're Other saying hat, I need I, to go get some new hats. I have my jester hat. Uh, maybe if we do the oh. quarantine cast on St. Patrick's Day, I'll wear my green derby. Uh, okay. So I have a nice derby. I've been looking at a purple top hat for uh, Mardi Gras wear. So, oh, yeah. Nice, you know, purple top hat. So I I like hats. And I like a good cowboy hat. Like I said, I had, uh, I went through, I went through a big cowboy phase years ago. I had, uh, I well, I wore boots for years and years. I loved wearing cowboy boots. I had a duster, a couple of nice. hats. You know, oh yeah, I was like, I was like the urban cowboy, and it was well after urban cowboy and stuff. I wasn't that was not that was not the reason, but I because I started going to country bars in college, and so I got some boots then, and then I kept wearing boots. I liked that, and then I got a duster because I thought it was cool. So that was it. What can I tell I think, you? I think you should lean back in the hats. Uh, right. I think. There are All a lot the time, of am I going to be that guy who wears hats inside too? You could be the next Craig. Craig does wear a hat all the time. He does wear a hat all the time. And, I, it's, and he has hair. You he know, does. Some guys wear hats to try to fool you that they have hair mm -mm. when they don't. Mm -mm. Craig has hair. Yeah. I, I've known a few people like that. What if you, um, with the hats? Yes. Back to hats. Right. Well, we never really We've never really, left hats. Never really departed. I'm looking over here. I have a, a shelf of hats right over here. You have a shelf of hats. All right. You're really, you're really, uh, I can't I believe this. Did I have a shelf of hats? That you've hidden this aspect of yourself. Well, I, you know, I'm looking at, I have like a, a, a bucket adventurer's hat, a big hat for when I'm in the sun that also, uh, the, it's one of those big wide ones and the brim snaps up so it could look svelte uh got one of those i got a couple store straw fedoras i've got three different caps i've got a bunch of baseball hats um yeah this is extraordinary all right so you're set i um wore i wore baseball hats occasionally in high school but that was when my hair was long i didn't do the spiked up thing until college and then okay. after that I stopped wearing hats, including like winter hats altogether, because I got to keep my, you know, my yes, volume Yes, you up. can't have hat hair. That's crazy. Um, before my wife cut my hair four months ago, my hair got so bad. I literally wouldn't join like a Zoom call and turn on video for work. So 
Uh, I just, I actually took all my gel and I slicked my hair straight back so I could hide it and I put a baseball cap over it. I think I did a couple of episodes of this show. I wore a Shark Week hat and uh, my wife, was, she was totally freaked out by it. She's like, I don't understand you in a hat. Like I can't, she couldn't like process it. And I can't, with Craig, I can't process him without the hat. Because right. I don't think, I think the, the amount of times I've seen Craig without a hat, I can count on one hand. And one of those yeah. times was at your wedding. Yeah. He didn't wear a hat at my wedding. No, I'm kind he of offended. He did not wear a hat at your wedding. I thought he would get a nice dress black, uh, you know, one of those Yankees caps where the letters are black too. So everything looked formal, but he didn't. Right. Nah, he didn't. Well, there's always next time. So that was, yeah, your next wedding. Sure. Next wedding is going to be more casual. I don't cotton to, you know, I'll go to a, I'll go to somebody's second wedding, but I'm not going to get as dressed up. I have one other uh, hat, a reco for you. How about okay. a fez? A f- How about ooh, a fez? A I'm sorry, fez. I was listening to you and I was trying to read Roger's uh, Roger's message. Uh, uh, goodbye, uh, Roger. He- yeah, goodbye, Roger. Thanks. Uh, good to see you. I don't know. Uh, things are looking up. He always ducks out things early. Things look up and make estimates. Do you think he gets bored of the show or of us? I, like he can only handle 30 minutes? Probably. Or like he, also, so- he, he likes to come in and have people go, oh, Roger's here, and then he disappears. <laughs> like, maybe we'll maybe have Roger back one of these weeks that Craig's not, uh, that Craig's not here. We could do that. He's so used to jumping in every 20 minutes of the news break that uh, if he right. listens for 40, his brain just short circuits and he's like, yeah. must leave, cannot do news. And then he, he closes the window and then he just pulls up uh, his news thing and he's just like 73 degrees at O'Hare, 64 degrees at Midway. He's I'm Roger Badish from the WGN News Center. News Center? I don't know what they call it now. The WGN <laughs> Newsroom, the award winning WGN News no Bunker. Idea. No, I'm guessing it's a newsroom, news center, news hub, news nation, news to you. I have no uh, idea Gene suggests that. a hat with ear flaps a la Fargo. I have one. I have one downstairs. Winter hat. It's called the Mad Bomber hat. It's, uh, yeah, I've got, uh, I got all kinds of hats. This guy's the Mad Hatter over here. A side of you I never knew. The Jester hat is so you. You should just wear yeah. that all the time. I do like the Jester hat. Like, I, really? I enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoy the Jester hat. Uh, I had a, um, like a uh, German kind of Oktoberfest little hat mm. that I was wearing. <laughs> I was wearing mm. it October sometimes. Yeah. How did you not know? Have I never worn hats around you? You have. I don't have it. I wish I had a hat in here. I don't have any hats in here. If you'd like, I'll put a hat on for the rest of the show. If you'd like. No, it's fine. It's fine. All right. Because as I said, I have a whole shelf of hats right over, right over there. Just off camera over there. Yeah. They're over there. All right, so let, let's get to Saturday, because Saturday was a big day. What are you looking for? My the hat? hats. Yeah. Oh, they're over there. They're over there. Yeah. I think the other way for you. No, because you're on, the, you're on this side of me. Am I? Oh, yeah. I'm looking at your, like, 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 if I, up, re- I do the thing up, where right. I reach over and then my arm appears in your camera. Oh, yeah, like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler at the Golden Globes. God, I look emaciated in this camera angle. My arm is, I swear to God, I have muscle in this arm. It looks a lot better in person. What happened? That was You're horrific. Right? That was something horrific. going on? Do you need to share something? Uh, yeah, cameras. Medical stop. issue? Cameras are bad. Alex, I'll have to put the jester hat on later. That's down in the basement in the uh, Mardi Gras box. But I will, mm. I will, uh, April, April, you know, let's see. Are we on? We're on the 31st of March. That's a day. So I'll wear it in advance of April Fool's Day. 
In fact, if you look back at last year's uh, April 1st quarantine cast, I think I had the jester hat on. I think. Probably. There's pictures. Look it up. All right. So Saturday was a very big day. It was. It was. How? Why? Why was Saturday a big day for you? You previewed it a little last week at the end. I did. I got my first vaccine dose of the vaccine. You know what I'm talking about. I got the Pfizer one, I believe. Which one did you get? I got, baby, the Pfizer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pfizer. Did it feel like somebody punched you in the arm hard? Um, I, not a little bit, but not very long. You know, that was the only, that was the only side effect I had after the first one was just a little pain right where they gave me the shot like for, for a day. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, I got the, I got the flu vaccine, let's say in October, tetanus shot, uh, booster or whatever in December that one, you know, and they say, you know, you could have some soreness around the muscle area where they inject it. A flu vaccine, nothing. It was like maybe a little itchy the next day. No big deal. Tetanus, I don't know, maybe a tiny bit sore, but no, no big deal. Uh, the COVID one, like the day after I got the COVID one, I was like, damn, it feels like somebody like punched me in the arm. But whatever. Uh, I'd rather have that than die. So uh, for anyone listening, uh, for the love of God, don't let a little soreness in the arm for like a couple hours the next day uh, stop you from getting this vaccine. It's not an acceptable excuse. So how did it go? What was it? What was the procedure? Where did you where did you get it? I know you left town. You went up to Winnebago County to the lovely yeah. burg of Rockford. Yeah, I hopped over to Rockford. How did you manage that? I mean, well, I have. Did they check your ID? Because you didn't have to live in Winnebago County to get it up no. there. No, I'm no, glad no. you got it. First of all, I don't care. Yeah, thank you. You can get anywhere in the state as long as you live in the state. Um, <laughs> at least as far as I know, nobody told me otherwise. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, just, you know, friends and family helping me check the the Walgreens uh, appointments. Um, Sandy in the chat saying the first Pfizer didn't hurt at all. No soreness. Good for you. I'm glad. I'm really glad. Um, and it, yeah, it didn't hurt Brian. It, you know, it's whatever. It's a little different well, for everybody. different. But it's not, you know, like I said, it's not un- unbearable. Were you able to use your arm? I was able to use my arm. Then I think you're all right. I use my left arm. I'm right-handed. Uh, we're in Rockford. It was the Walgreens. Uh, I think the one on, the one on, uh, the ones on, I don't remember if it was Charles Street or Alpine, come to think of it. Uh, I just, <laughs> I know Rockford. I'm from there. My parents live there, but I literally just popped in the GPS directions because it's not a Walgreens I usually go to because I usually okay. go to, I usually go to one on um, Alpine. Uh, but it was a different one. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, it was in Rockford. So, um, thank you, Marta. Yeah, you don't have to live in the area where you get the vaccine. So, yeah, I just, you know, made the appointment online. Actually, uh, uh, someone with my login info, close family member, um, <laughs> made the appointment online, which I think is allowed. Yes. Because I'm eligible. What the heck? And I, I'm the one that went. Uh, put in my info. Uh, got the appointments. Walgreens sent a couple emails. They're like, be here Saturday. Come for the follow-up one on the 31st, I think I'm getting it, or the 29th or something. It's at the okay. end of the month I'm getting it. Uh, 20, 28th or 29th. Or somewhere in there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, last week in the month, I'm going to go back to a different Walgreens in Rockford. But yeah, popped right in, um, filled out a little a little bit of paperwork. Uh, the, you do fill out a form. The last, it's like, you check a few boxes saying like, basically I'm eligible. And then there's a sheet that's just kind of like a, a cheap, generic excel spreadsheet table you can tell if you use excel a lot it's like two rows across and it's like five down and it's like do you have like 
Are you advanced age? Do you have chronic condition? Do you have this? It's like the four criteria that make you eligible. Right. And then you just check one of the boxes and then that makes you do it. But they didn't like, and they didn't ask to me to prove that I'm diabetic or right. um, anything like that. They didn't look at me funny. They were really nice. They were just chill. I waited like two minutes and then someone came out. They're like, we're going to give it to you. They like you to wait around for 10, 15 minutes just to make right. sure there are no side effects. But I've never had an adverse reaction from a vaccine. I was like, how about I split the difference? I'll wait five minutes. My wife is in the car. She's going to drive me. So we'll just, I'll just hop in the car. And if we get 10 minutes away and I start to have some crazy reaction, we'll just pop back and, you know, I'll be fine. So uh, it was fine. But well, yeah, that's nothing, good. you know, it was easy peasy. You barely feel it. I mean, the no, that's I, true. I, you do barely feel it. Yeah, and I I'm really good with 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 shots. To be fair, I'm diabetic, so I prick my finger a lot and like literally squeeze blood out of my finger to test my blood sugar. Uh, so there's that, but like even without that, it's, it's whatever. It's just a tiny little like beep, and then you're good. Yeah. So everyone try to get it. It'd be nice. Yeah, it was Saturday. So Saturday you got your first. And Saturday, my mom and I got our second. You got your second. That's right. Because you, you texted me and you were like, oh, let's talk vaccines. And I was like, wait, you got yours like a month ago. No, That's I got why. my second one on Saturday. So oh. I am, I'm good to go. Well, in another, another two, another week, it'll all be, I'll be, man, I'll be revved up. But I got scared because we went to the same. So now we went through Cook County and I had made the initial appointment for my mom. And then I got one for myself. And so we went. The first one, no problem. We get in there, uh, everything was fine. But at that point, they weren't making your second shot at the time you got your first. So they gave you a different site, and we went on, and it, it took a, a while to get this because I had I had gotten one um, for like sat this coming Saturday, and my mom was panicking because it was out of the twenty-one to twenty-eight day window, mm. and then I kept refreshing the sites, and I ended up getting us one for last Saturday. So that was 28 days. We were, we were good to go. I got there and I had printed out the confirmations for both of us that had our QR code and everything on there. And we got there. Now, last time we went, they had taped off chairs, you know, so you couldn't sit in certain spots. This time they didn't. It was kind of wide open, but people were doing a pretty good job of not sitting next to each other unless they'd come together and that. So my mom sits down and I didn't have, there was no seat around her that was, I felt comfortable that I was far enough away from somebody. So I was standing and, uh, the national guards woman who was checking people in came over and she's like, what was your, or she calls, she calls my mom's first name and nobody had, then she calls my mom and my first name because we were on the same sheet. And I'm like, yeah, she goes, what, uh, when was your appointment? And I was like, it's today here. And I quick pulled out my paperwork and I had highlighted our names and the dates of, of the appointment time. She's like, huh, 27th, huh? And I go, yeah, that's today, right? She goes, yeah, it's today. I just can't find you. And I'm like, oh, no. What if they, oh, no. I can't. And thankfully, my mom was sitting far enough away uh, that she couldn't hear what was going on. Oh, and she's no. looking over and I'm waving her off. I'm like, I don't know what about it. So I was panicked. Well, then the woman never came back. So I thought, okay, that must be a good sign. She never, never comes back. Um, but we, we get in there and they go, oh, after, after the woman had checked our names to see if I was, you know, who we were, they come on and they go, oh, folks, our computer system is down. Mm. Uh, just crashed. We're not going to be able to do anything. 
Uh, hopefully we'll have it up soon. And you could feel the audible or you could hear the gasp in the room like, oh, people were just, you know. So then somebody else came out a few minutes later. Oh, folks, we're, we're working on it. Thank you for your patience. And some guy goes, do you have any idea how long it's going to be? And she, the woman was like, well, we've just rebooted it. So it should be about five minutes. Five minutes is nothing. You know, I, my mom, when we were going there, she goes, well, you know, what if we have to wait? And I said, so what do you, where do you have to be today? Right. I you had can't nowhere go anywhere until you get it. Right. I can, Yeah, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> just relax. I have nowhere to be, so I'm not going to be upset. I'm just, I'm waiting till they call my name. And so we go in and, you know, they call your name, you go back. And now they've got another table with like four National Guardsmen at computers. And they're the ones who are actually checking you in. And they get your little, they want your card. Your, don't lose that card with your first shot on there. Hang on to that card because they want it. So they take the card and then he's looking and he's having a hard time. And he's like, how do you spell your last name? Now I'm, I'm looking, my mom's at another national guards, but she's already done. So I'm like, okay, we must be in the system. Cause my mom's already going to sit in the chair and I spell my last name and, uh, he's looking, he's looking at Oh, okay. There you are. Jeez. Okay. After that, it was fine. Now, unlike you, the national guard, don't let you just wander off. They make, they've got a guy, his whole job is to monitor what's going on. Oh, wow. So he starts a clock on you the minute the needle goes in your arm. And 15 minutes, you got to wait. So they have, they have the, the section where there's National Guardsmen, the medics sitting at the tables, giving you the, the shot. Then they send you over to another area where there's spaced out chairs, and they sit. And then the National Guard medic comes around, and after a couple minutes, say, oh, what's your name? Brian Noonan, how are you feeling? Okay, okay. He goes, all right, I'll check back. And they make you wait the 15 minutes. Then they come around. He's looking at his watch. Okay, uh, Mr. Noonan, go, yep, how you feel? Pretty good. Okay, you can go. And that was it. And we were nice. Done. And there is a feeling of lightness that comes over you when you leave. Now, I know um, that I still have to wear a mask. I still have to social distance. Um but I know I can't get you won't I'm not die. gonna get I'm not gonna get seriously sick and end up in the hospital. Yeah. But then my focus shifted to Debbie because she, like you, is diabetic. Well, forget it. There's no shots in Cook County. We tried Winnebago County. I didn't know you were going to Walgreens. Um, I tried all the Walgreens around here. You know, I went on the Walgreens thing. Nothing. No the big the Cook County site, big banner on top, no more uh, vaccines in Cook County. So I try Sunday and Monday, I'm working on it. And Monday morning, I was like, you know what? Let me try this ZocDoc. I've heard, you know, I've heard people say they're booking things on ZocDoc. I don't know what that is. I've never it's a heard website, of it. It's a website where they have, not everybody's on it, but you can book, you can book like, uh, they have like uh, urgent cares on there and they have some Walgreens on there. They different things on, on ZocDoc. So I go on and nothing, but I just keep, I just keep refreshing and Debbie's downstairs and I, we had a little, a tiny dust up. Cause I was like, how old are you? Cause I couldn't, I had the two ages. I could, because her birthday's in uh -oh. July. So I didn't oh, know no. what, if she was turning, I don't want to say her age, but I, I know how old I am. And I know technically her birthday is two years behind my birthday. 
but I wasn't sure if it was that or one less. And I asked her and she didn't know. She goes, I don't know. How do you not know how old you are? I go, oh, dude. I said, I know your birthday. I know her social security number. I know her driver's license number. It was either her birthday, her age either ended in a five or a six because I know what mine is or a four or a five. Anyway, then, then I'm like, I think I got you an appointment. I need to log on. What's your, uh, and at one point I go, this is like working with my mother where she, you, you, and it turns out she already had an account on ZocDoc. Well, by the time I get this figured out, that appointment's gone. There's nothing. But I'm, you know me, I'm like fixated now because yeah. in order for me to be comfortable going out and doing things work-wise and everything else, I have to be confident that I'm not going to get Debbie sick. Right. So I can't go, you know, I, I worried about my mom for the same reason. I can't get them sick and I don't want them to get sick. So I'm still on there and I'm, I'm eating my bowl of special K and I'm on ZocDoc and I'm refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. And all of a sudden it, somebody must've canceled an appointment because one pops up at a hospital at one 30 and I quick book it. Boom, boom, boom. Now the nice thing is Debbie works from home and she can, you know, be a little flexible. And so I walk downstairs, I go, tell them at work, you need to take some time off. I got you an appointment at one 30. I'll drive you. I'll just drop you in front. We're, we're going. And so we did. And she, so she got vaccinated and they made nice. her second appointment. They made her second appointment. She gets her second one on the 22nd and hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am so happy for both of you. That's so and good. I'm happy for you because I, that's a huge worry. Now she has a, she has like a monitor on her left arm, uh, underarm that kind of, it's a Bluetooth, uh, blood sugar reader kind Continuous of deal. glucose monitor. Um, well, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't do the injection. Yeah. It's a monitor. Yeah. That's what I have. Yeah, it's a monitor. Continuous glucose. You can yeah, put like it a, in your arm. Like yeah. a wafer kind of deal. Uh, yeah, it's tiny. I'd yeah. show you mine, but I'd have to jump but, really But high. hers is, hers is up in her, uh, left arm. So they had to give her the shot in the, in her right arm. Mm. And she said she was sore. And then the, the night Monday night, she got chills for a little bit, ah. but by mm. Tuesday morning, she was fine. And she got Pfizer as well. Nice. She was like, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad I got the same one as you. I was like, oh, okay, why? Well, I don't know. I'm just glad I got the same one as you. I'm like, good. I'm gl Listen, I'm glad you got any of them. I don't care. Yeah. And uh, listen, as a guy who raised Catholic, went to uh, 12 years of Catholic school, I don't care what the cardinals say. Have you heard that? The, card the Council of Cardinals are saying you shouldn't get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine because somewhere in the past they used cells from uh, feed aborted fetuses to make some sort of vaccines, hogwash, get, get the vaccine, whatever vaccine you're offered, get it, take it. You know, here's a, here's my take on it. Here's my, I know Craig usually talks, uh, religion. That's Craig's segment. The Craig talks, uh, Catholic talk with Craig. I wish you were here to add to this. Uh, I would tell, I would tell anybody who's doubted that, uh, God probably wants you to live. So probably, yeah. take the vaccine. And quite frankly, I find it a bit hypocritical that the Cardinals are going to, uh, you know, they've got bigger fish to fry. No Friday Lenten pun intended. Uh, you know, clean your own house. Worry about worry about what's going on and what things are getting stuck in other places besides the needle that's going into somebody's arm that'll save their life. And the Pope, yes, Sally says the Pope said it's fine. The Pope did say it's fine, and he's he debauched. Yeah. 
No, He's my, the Tony uh, Soprano of the whole deal. I have family that's active in the more active in the Catholic Church, like very active, and they they have said there's been a bit of bit of turmoil in uh, some of the Illinois diocese with like a lot of politics jumping in and like a lot of like very regressive political uh, ideas, stuff like, like very, I mean, like, right. This is all hearsay. I don't know exactly what was said, but, but very like anti-vax stuff. Um, some like explicitly like anti-Biden stuff, which like that's in the separation Catholic of church and state doesn't just mean that the state doesn't talk about the church. Like the church really should kind of yeah, stay out of that out. stuff. So, um, but yeah, I guess that's like kind of a thing happening right now. Yeah, I would love, yeah, I would love to get involved with the church out here. That was my whole plan, but obviously in a pandemic, um, I would like to get my son baptized as soon as like things are normal. And he might be a year mm -hmm. old, but what the heck? Better late than never. Want me to do oh. it? I married you guys. I could probably baptize him too. Can yeah, not in the Catholic Church. They've got that locked down. I'm not even married in the Catholic Church. We still have to do our Catholic ceremony. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, they don't think I'm, uh, you know, I'm liturgical. No, no. Yeah. Legally married. So that's pretty nice. That's really all that uh, matters. Uh, <laughs> Listen, you live a good life. Here, here's my thinking on it. You live a good life. You treat people well. You're a good family man. You're, you know, you you seem to live a life by the teachings uh, that we're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to live by. Um, the bureaucracy and all the other stuff kind of makes it hard to, to back, uh, the religious industrial complex. <laughs> now I'm not, listen, I'm all for, I'm all for religion. I think if people are, are religious, that's fine. I think people can be spiritual. I think you can have a relationship. I think in the end it's, it all comes down to how you treat other people and how you go through life. That's really the bottom line. If you're a, if you're a good human being, if you try, if you're, you know, if you're not screwing people over, if you're, you know, if you basically follow the 10 commandments and the golden rule, you're doing all right, you know? And I think all that supersedes the pageantry and the, you know, the incense and whatever, whatever uh, trappings that your religion has, whatever rituals, things like that, you know, and, and at a time it, it always bothered me too. Here, here's what it, here's why it ties in. And man, I didn't think we were going down this road, but here we go. It always bothered me. Uh, it bothers me now that the church is telling people not to get a, a certain kind of vaccine. When we've had 500,000 people more than that die. Yeah. We've got people in the hospital. Now things are getting better. They're getting better because people are paying attention to all the safety measures People are getting vaccinated. More vaccinations are rolling out. The big announcement yesterday from the president was that it looks like there will be enough vaccine between these three to get every adult vaccinated by the end of May. That's yeah. earlier than they thought, and that's fantastic. Mid-May, if you uh, consider nobody in Texas is probably going to get it. Well, yeah, there's going to be a lot of places. That, and I think if people, if those places yeah. aren't, if people aren't getting them, for you go, listen, here's last call for everybody in the state because things have slowed down. If you want one, we got them. You're welcome to come get them. It doesn't matter who you are. As long as you're over 16, come on out, get a shot. We'll send, we'll send buses, just come and get them. But after two weeks, uh, we got to send them to people who really want them. Cause if you're still in your bunker and your uh, MAGA hat and everything else, or you're, you're, I don't know about you, Cody. I don't feel that I've been tracked. 
I don't feel like there's a transmitter that's been injected into my body. So that's good. The transmitter's here. Right. Yes. I'm, I'm tracked constantly. I've got devices all over my house. Yeah. So back to my point, the church has no right to tell people not to get, uh, not to get a vaccine. It's like them telling people not to use birth control in countries where overpopulation and poverty and people are starving to death. But the church is saying, no, listen, you, you, you know, you should have those kids. You, you can't use birth control. That's against, uh, that's against God's law. Well, what but, are you what are you doing to the people who are on the ground who are you know starving to death and yeah. and having all that? That's different. That that's a whole different thing. Those are man-made laws. But Brian, but Brian, but it's not like the church is saying these things. Like, like figures in the church are saying these things. Like the Pope has been relatively chill, and and I think overall, like the 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 top echelon of the Catholic Church has kind of been like the yeah, we're good. The, the College of Cardinals is they're the Pope's, they're the Pope's foot soldiers. They're, they're right. the guys. So there's some people that really, but like the Pope himself, I think is, has done a, a lot like less, like he's been a little bit more progressive, right? Yeah. And no, then I it, agree with that a hundred percent. I think some of the Cardinals are, are being a little like, what are you doing? And then some of the bishops now are getting like, really like kind of hardlined. And it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Like you can only move diagonally. That's your whole deal. Stop trying to move forward two spaces and then off to the side yeah. one like you're a bishop you move diagonally and that means that you don't like get political or whatever so like there's some there's some religion like there's some i think there's some infighting in the catholic church that we're probably not super privy to and it'd be cool if everybody could just get along and like follow the pope's lead be a little more chill yeah. just be like hey be nice and like don't die and maybe like get vaccines and maybe other people won't die too. Like that'd be good. Right. right. So. And and listen, I'm not saying you have to, that you have to change the dogma of the church because of people's opinions, because there's going to be people who disagree with all, all kinds of stances and that's, that's up to them. And, you know, they call them cafeteria Catholics. Oh, yeah. I agree with this, but I don't agree with this. And it, well, okay. We're in a, we're in an age where that's, that's how it goes. I'm not expecting the church to, change those kind of things just because of the whim of the current tides. But I also think there's a responsibility and I'm glad the Pope has, is on board with this saying, listen, whatever, whatever you think, however problematic you perceive this to be your well-being and the well-being of the world outweighs that. So get whatever vaccine you want. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big religious person or a religion. I like, I, I don't know. I like religion's great. I'm not an atheist. Um, so uh, Linda saying uh, her opinion is that uh, my paintings is that uh, she says a crucifix over here and a uh, crown of thorns over here. Wow. Interesting. My Catholic sister painted them. So I'll have to ask her about that. Yeah, um, no, religion is cool. I actually, and I actually, uh, I make it a point on my uh, award-winning science podcast, Curiosity Daily, to uh to break down the false dichotomy of science versus religion too yes. like like there are a lot of like a lot of science came out of churches like the Vatican has an observatory like that's that's astronomy uh like the it's it's not a like us versus them thing and uh it really is super annoying when the cardinals come out and then they're like well don't do this vaccine because then you're like oh well religion versus science but like no stop it please don't like I interviewed a, a lead astronomer at the Adler planetarium. And she was like, a bunch of our astronomers are very religious. Um, like, and go to church and everything. So like, I don't know. I please don't let that like, 
horrible, stupid, bad stereotype that's not true. Like, uh, you're you're not Brian, but like, if you're listening to this, I would just like to like emphasize that uh, it's not like the church. You know, it's like the Catholic Church. Well, we're just believing God, and we're aggressive. Well, no, uh, no, no. I, no, like, I don't. You're not that saying thing. it. You're not saying that. But no, I just want to make sure that there's not. No one reads between the lines because it's easy, I think, for people to, for anyone. It's it, it's like a thing you've heard, right? Like science, politics, religion, sure, no, science. But the, like, no, know. the church does not, you know, Catholics, there's Catholic-run hospitals where there's mm-hmm. doctors doing all sorts of very advanced surgeries and technologies and science. So I don't, uh, I don't uh, disagree with that. Here, you know what? Here's the bottom line. This is, this is where I come from. The bottom line. I, I have an issue with the College of Cardinals. Because I was a walk-on on the football team, and mm. I got cut, and I lost my scholarship. I knew it. Yes, uh, I was one. Of, I was one of the El Diablos, uh, part of the College of Cardinals football team, which is ironic—the name, yeah. the name, and the mascot choice. Uh, but so I, I, I got a beef. I, it's a beef that goes way back. Me and the College of Cardinals. To my point about the, I don't think. Hashtag not all cardinals. Tim said, I think it's actually a very a few very conservative bishops who are being asshats rather than any formal statement from the College of Cardinals. Cardinal Kupik has certainly said the J&J vaccine is okay. Super. And then he wants to know how much is tuition at the College of Cardinals and can he get them to forgive his student loan? No, they're actually, the College of Cardinals wants 10% extra. They want your tuition and they want you to tithe. So the tuition <laughs> is very steep at the College of Cardinals. Um Brian, how was I able? To, I got the because I work in the schools, Kathy. That's how I got the. Uh, Kathy, wait, you didn't know he's eighty four. Vaccine. He's eighty four. He moisturizes. I look good, don't I? I look good for eighty four. Eighty four, and I have every comorbidity that they had on the list. Everything. I told them. I smoke. I'm fat. I have cancer. I have diabetes. I have hypertension. Yeah. I have the boogie woogie flu. I have the rocking pneumonia. I got it all. Give me, give me a shot, my man. Do it. Uh, so anyway, so there, there, wow. Heavy religion talk. Yeah. You never knew. Cast. Uh, Marta, Marta in the chat. Also the Vatican has been wrong before two words for you. Galileo Galilei. Yeah. There's been some mistakes. What, you know, what I find really interesting about uh, European history is that the Catholic church, uh, actually like kind of like after the, like what happened at, I don't know. I don't even know how to talk about it, but like after the fall of the <laughs> Roman empire, uh, the, the Roman Empire was so, like, on, like, they were everything, right? The Roman Empire was, like, the America, right? I mean, they, I they, they, that was that was what European civilization was, right? When they fell, the Catholic Church essentially kind of, like, was the de facto step-in to fill this massive, unbelievable void economically and politically and of everything, like, education. Like, like basically, the Catholic Church just, like, they were there— and then people started to like get into it. And then there was no Roman Empire. And then it was like, oh, the whole infrastructure of like the entire continent doesn't exist anymore. Now what? And like, so that's why you have like all and yes, Marta in the chat also, Europeans are way behind South America and Asia. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm not, I'm I'm just talking about Europe specifically. Yes, no, and and South America actually. Uh, I don't know if they're behind South America, but there's a lot going on in South America that was phenomenal. Like they were so advanced in so many ways. Um, totally not arguing with that, right? I'm not. I'm not saying. Uh, yeah, like um, mathematics were. I mean, the Arab world. Oh my God! Like everything sure. they were doing, they they were like inventing math, like that had never been seen before, right? Astronomy, all these other things. 
Um, so much cool stuff. China, like God knows, they were doing so much. Anyway, but the, the Catholic Church, like, it's like, how did they have so much power? How are they in charge of everything? Like, and then all this corruption started to happen because like they were expanding into all these areas. They were like, well, we we were gonna talk about like God and now we're we're like running taxes. Like what mm-hmm. wait, what happened? So there was this like weird explosion of just like what the Catholic Church was doing. And uh, you know, it got like perverted in some areas, like it which is where you get some cathedrals with just like gilded gold and stuff everywhere. And just like every what? cathedral. It, that's it's so weird. That's the one thing you walk you go anywhere in Europe, and granted, now I, I've only been to Spain and the UK, but every cathedral is one, they're gorgeous, but it's like, oh my God, these things are huge. But if you, if huge. you were, if you were like a peasant who like grew up in a mud hut and yeah. it's like 1300 and you walk in and you look <laughs> up and you see that it is like, oh my God. Um, so yeah. And then, and then Gene says, and then came Martin Luther. Like, yeah, that's its own whole thing. Like I'm actually really into the um, idea of, I, I, I want to actually start studying more of the Protestant Reformation. Because okay. like right now we're in the age of the here's why this has a lot to do yes, with today. I was gonna actually. say this is wow. So today's internet, right? Like so, um, so in the last 20 years, we now have the internet, and every human that's connected to the internet basically has access to every piece of knowledge from human history, right? Correct. We're like Janet in the good place. Yes. I don't know that reference, but it's I'm sure it's people it's get apt. it. It is apt. Apt. So we look to history to learn about like what to expect for the future. So at what other point in history did humans gain access to knowledge, like profound, uh, unprecedented knowledge that they never had before? The Protestant Reformation, because that's when, instead of just the clergy being the gatekeepers to like, here's what's in the holy book, they just printed the holy book. And then everybody had the holy book and then they could read it. And they could interpret it the way they wanted to. And this is just what, I mean, it just transformed the world, right? The printing press and the the Bible being spread around. This was, this was it, right? I mean, people now had the word of God in their hands. Like we have the internet, they had the word of God, right? So right. it's very comparable. So I like all so the did things. They, did they have access to unlimited pornography as well? Well, uh, there was a prostitute in the Bible. Does that count? I don't know. Now it's we like can... when kid. It's like when uh, kids, you know, years and years ago, would look at National Geographic to look at naked women, basically. Yeah. Like you know, like sick. 1500, 1500 AD. Yeah, I'm gonna look at the Bible and read about a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing. Oh, Eve was naked. <laughs> read it slower. What? Stop. Welcome to Beavis and Butthead, 1600 mid Middle Ages edition. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> anyway, this was this that was very nice that conversation. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm I'm excited that you want to learn about the Protestant Reformation. I thought you were all just video games. I am. Is there a Protestant Reformation video game? Rep, rep, reparation? Reparations? You give the no, Protestants pro- reparations? No, what do we do? Reformation? What, I don't know. Is there a video game with that? Too much of the red blend, I think. There That's are not actually, a euphemism. There, there's actually a lot um, in Final Fantasy 14, which I play daily. Uh, there's a lot of repetitive tasks that you can do, uh, and sometimes I'll listen to podcasts while I do them. And I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to start reading, listening to audiobooks while I oh, nice. while I do these kind of like routine tasks that don't take a lot of brain power. I love, I love uh, 
going. Uh, I used to listen to audiobooks all the time. I loved them. When I was in, when I used to travel, I would go to the library and you could check out cassette audio, audiobooks on cassette. So they'd come in a big binder, like a video, video cassettes. And I would listen to cassettes of, you know, Steinbeck and all kinds of stuff. I listened to The Handmaid's Ooh. Tale on an audiobook on a drive back from the South, which is weird juxtaposition. But uh, yeah, I used to love listening to audiobooks. Now, and I listened to, uh, I went on Audible. And I got the, you know, when we were coming back from New York, when we went to pick up Molly and I listened to the oral history of the office, that book on the ride back and then on walks uh, after, cause it was like a 15 hour audio book mm -hmm. or a 16 hour audio book. But uh, yeah, I like it. That, that's good. See, that's, it's like, oh, I want to listen to an audio book. Oh, but I'm listening to the podcast. That's kind of the same thing. No, it's not. Um, I get confused, but I like them all. You um, know. I'm driving to Minneapolis in a couple of weeks. Aren't you fancy? Next Friday. Yeah, I was just going to visit a friend. Um, they're vaccinated. I'm half vaccinated. You're half vaxxed. We're all miserable and isolated. So just what the heck. <laughs> anyway, it's like a six hour drive. So we're probably going to do the, uh, probably going to do Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Okay. Those, those podcasts are six hours long. Now, are you worried about your uh, your lovely wife and her vax? Because she won't be; she's not eligible for a while, right? I. That's a very uh, loaded question. Uh oh, I'm sorry. Um, no. I the, so realistically, she's young. She's very healthy. She's insanely right. healthy. Sure. Um, realistically, the probability of anything. I mean, two of my. Uh, you know, it 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 it's no, impossible, get, right? It 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 this is it's hard to talk about because like she could get it and die, and that's the scariest thing I can think of in my like world. Um, probabilities are are low, vanishingly low, um, because of the way that she takes care of herself. Um, we well, have I mean, you guys have not been you guys have not been reckless. You haven't been out doing things, you know. No, we haven't been reckless, but like the there's. There's virtually no chance anything happens to her. That said, I'm still very worried. I, I don't like going out places. Like, I don't like when we go out places. I don't like any, you know, I, I, I'm of the mind that, like, if you can just not risk it, just don't, like, I'll order groceries. I'll sit around, um, which is weird because I'm an extrovert. Yes. But for some reason, I've just made that the case. Um, uh, I, I, I get the sense that, well, I know. She's not of that mind. I think that uh, she'd rather just be like, "Let me just go to the grocery store." Um, and I think I think she's just burned out from the pandemic. Like, yeah, it's been a year, man. This is it, this is rough. Plus, and in this year, she also gave birth. <laughs> yeah. Having said that, uh, I'm slightly worried. Yes, but like, once I get the second dose, um, we're just gonna do whatever she wants to do. Honestly, like, if she wants to go somewhere, like, like it, it's, I'm not. I'm just not worried about her and like, uh, I can't be the boss of her. So I don't think we're going to go to yes, parties. You can. You're the man. No, I don't, the I don't think we're going to go to the boss. I don't think we're going to go to parties <laughs> and stuff, but, but you know, my friend invited me and I was just like, you know, are you comfortable with this? She said, yeah. And I was like, well then let's just go because like, I'm not going to hold you hostage in this house. I know you want to get out and I want to get out. Um, and, and they said, you know, like you and your friends, they said that's, they say that's exactly fine. If everybody's vaccinated, you do it and you just keep being careful. I, you know, 
You're right. It's it's hard. I had this conversation with a friend of mine today who got his second dose the other day too. And I was joking about, oh man, now we'll just be out going crazy. He goes, I really need to ask you, are you going to do that? And I said, no, I'm, I'm just kidding about that. But, you know, we'll all have our, you know, he and I have our second doses. Debbie's going to have hers. My mom has her. I said, you know, if you want to come over to the house, he goes, but what about, you know, what if I, if I come inside? I go, well, if you're inside, we'd have the door open, you know, and we'd be fine. I said, I was, in, I was envisioning being out on the deck. And since we've all been vaccinated, we'll be out on the deck, uh, sitting around talking without masks. That would be great. I brought you up because I was like, this is exciting because Cody will be done. And we had talked about if we were vaccinated by our birthdays, we could sit around and have some of these Bourbon County stouts. And so that's, you know, we could do that now. You know, we yeah. sit outside and enjoy that. So, but I also said, I'm not going to go in places yet. You know, I'm not going to go into restaurants. I'll go to outdoor patios now. I, I won't be afraid to do that as long as the place is uh, being careful. You know, if there's a, a beer, I'm not talking about the tents that are all enclosed. You know, <laughs> I'll go sit at a table under an umbrella outside uh, as long as the tables are apart and stuff. I'll do that. But I'm still kind of, you know, it'll be, I won't be as worried, but I'm still going to be cautious because we still don't know everything yet. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to listen to the doctors like I have through this whole thing. And if they say, hey, man, once everybody is, you know, if you and your friends are double vaccinated, you can have a small get together. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Yeah, you know? I'm up. Yeah, I'm up at the small get-togethers. Yeah, once we're both vaccinated, I mean, I will, I will go to anywhere and interact with anybody that feels comfortable with us going. Yeah. So you know, presumably people who are vaccinated, and then, um, yeah, some other people. So. Yeah, because I listen. We want to see. Uh, we want to see that baby bash his head on the fireplace. Oh man, that baby's so. It's gonna cute, be fun. Dude. He's starting to eat now, and it's just like like grab food and like. Well, he doesn't. Eat, he's not eating, but like <laughs> we. He sits up in a high chair. He's six months old today. Happy birthday oh, to him. Happy yeah. six-month birthday, Cody's baby boy. Yeah, so he's uh, he's six months old, and he's like, yeah, he grabs his stuff. So we got him a high chair, and he sits in the high I mean, he's a giant baby. He sits in the high chair with us at our, our meals now, and we always give him, like, one food. He'll try him, whatever. And, like, he's, he's like, sweet potatoes. I mean, he'll, yeah. he'll, he's so focused. He's just, like, grabs it, and we're just like, just, like, just, like, totally in his own world, uh, tried a couple other foods. Tonight, we tried asparagus. So he sits down there, and he put it in his mouth, and he just did this, like, <laughs> like this, this horrified look and just spit it out. And he, like, shook his head no. <laughs> like, oh, man, his little, I love asparagus. Tell him I love asparagus. I do, too. I do, too. Watching a little six-month-old just, like, hate a food is so hilarious. Did it's he do so that thing where it's in his mouth and he just, he doesn't swallow, he just opens his mouth and he's like, eh, like he can't get off his tongue fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good. He wants you to reach it and because they don't know how to spit it out yet. It, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Tom in the chat saying, uh, I, I have to address this. Don't the vaccines yes, mean you can, you would. doesn't, don't the vaccines mean you can still get it and transmit it, but you are 90, whatever percent not going to get severely sick. So you read in the second part, uh, the vaccines mean that your symptoms are going to be not severe. So far, they're 100% effective at preventing death. 
Uh, and the epidemiologist that I interviewed a couple weeks ago, uh, like renowned epidemiologist on my other podcast, said um, that uh, even with like the variants and stuff, if we we only need to worry about variants and stuff if we see someone fully vaccinated get COVID and die from it, which we've not seen yet. So no. so far that's good. So uh, yes, it reduced the symptoms. The transmissibility we don't know. Um, right. A friend of mine was on a war path this morning because two studies out of Israel, one is published in The Lancet, which is a extremely high-respected medical journal in England. The other one is not peer-reviewed, which means that it has not passed like the science test yet. Like we right. we don't cover peer reviewed. We don't cover stories on Curiosity Daily unless they're peer reviewed um, right. because that's the standard. That's the gold standard for for whatever. But these two studies out of Israel, one published, one published from a medical facility uh, using participants at a medical facility in Israel. The other one not peer reviewed, broader, uh, seem seem to indicate, and I, I cannot emphasize enough that this is not the consensus yet, right. but they seem to indicate that in addition to the symptom reduction, they do seem to significantly reduce transmissibility in both symptomatic and asymptomatic individuals, um, which means that it will sp spread less, if true. Um, the, my problem with even mentioning that is that like I work in the science world, in the science communication world. And for me, who we have our power, because of the way our podcast is structured, we don't like need, we don't need clicks. We don't really need like clickbait titles. We don't run stories to get eyes on our show. We really just kind of report on what we find interesting and we know is true. So we don't have any incentive for like big headlines. Like, Israeli studies show that vaccines reduce transmissibility. We we aren't beholden to that. Um, even even people who are writing for uh, publications, very well respected publications like Reuters, at the end of the day, they got to make money, right? So those right. get clicks. So I'm hesitant to talk about what other news outlets have picked up uh, and our standards for science. And it's like science is a slow moving creature. Um, mm -hmm. You you don't like. You don't run a test on a couple people and then you know everything, right? Like science right. is supposed to be slow. That's why it took us a year to get a vaccine. You know, just like throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and if something sticks once, you're like, oh, that's the way things are. Science is not supposed to work that way. So, you know, a, a study and a half, let's say, that came out of, uh, you know, Israel, let's say like two to three weeks ago, does not mean that like there is a scientific consensus and that we know what it does to transmissibility. Um, but... Uh, Tom, I think we should be optimistic and hope that it reduces transmissibility. Um, but uh, and I'm hoping that by the time I am fully vaccinated, there's been some evidence that it reduces transmissibility because mm -hmm. you know then that broadens the scope of who you can see. Um, but as of right now, there's no like conclusive, definitive consensus over like how it affects transmissibility. So. And that is that is why they say. In the overall scheme of things, even if you are fully vaccinated, act as if you are not. Still wear your mask, still social distance, still wash your hands, do everything you've been doing, just, just, which is what is my plan. But it gives you that, that little bit of security where you know that you're, you're not going to die and you're probably not going to end up in the hospital with severe yeah. 
you know, horribly severe uh, symptoms. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, because, because, you know, because at the end of the day, it won't like at the end of the day, unless you're the first person who this happens to, once you're fully vaccinated, you're not going to die. At the end of the day, that's the point now. And so right. like, at least if Brian and his wife are vaccinated and my wife and I are vaccinated, we can hang out with each other willy nilly. And I, I'm not going to worry about, I mean, I, no, I, my gonna... feeling would be like, let's go hang out all the time. You're going to be the only yeah. people we'll see because you'll be the only vaccinated yeah. people we know. Listen, I'm down with that. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, you will switch off. We'll switch off uh, venues for our Bourbon County consumptions. Mm-hmm. New deck my at my place, backyard at your place. Got you it. know, that's fine. I, yeah, if I'm with other people who are fully vaccinated, I listen. Let's go. Come on over. We'll we'll sit around. We'll have a good time. You know, we'll get to see people. Maybe you know, God forbid. You know, now I can hug my mom. You know, <laughs> you know, in another week, she was all, oh man, she's revved up. She thinks she's going out. She's hitting. She thinks she's hitting the road. But she's like, then she'll in the next breath, she'll go, but I know I still have to wear my mask and everything. I'm like, okay, have good go. You're not going to die now. We're yeah. That's I, I wash my hands of this. I'm I've, we've taken care of it. You're, you're safe. Goodbye. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. yeah and, and that's and, the thing. I know, I know she's not going to die. I know Debbie's not going to die. You're not going to die, you know, from this or, uh, you know, sure. How ironic would it be to get that second vaccination? You walk out, oh, and you get rammed by a truck. <laughs> Splat. Oh, that's like every weird. bad movie. They're pretty weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like you said, uh, like I just said, like uh, until my wife is fully vaccinated, I, I'm going to be a, a little bit on the, on the cautious side for her sake. Because like, yeah. again, because we don't have a, uh, uh, you know, Tom in the chat said, I think the majority of the public thinks with the vaccines, you can go kick light poles and hang around with maskless non, you know, mass people, non-vaccinated people, and everyone will be fine. Um, you know, maybe three months from now, we will, like, science, scientists will be like, that's the case. But, like, that's not what they're saying right now because, like, right. they don't have enough data to, like, you know, be like, that's for sure the thing. And that that's why I'm going to still be a little bit careful, you know, just for my mm. wife's sake. Like, I won't pop over to you and your wife's place even when we're all the three of us fully vaccinated because, like, not sure, like... You know, not 100% sure if, like, you're randomly asymptomatic and so am I, and then I come and give it to, you know, these are vanishingly right. small chances, but, like, I won't take that chance. Let's wait another month until she's vaccinated, and then we're all yeah. good. Yeah, it's a good it's, time. I mean, the way it looks now, it's very, Lightning. that's really good news that they're saying it looks like May, which means by, you know, if everybody gets vaccinated by May, a couple weeks after that, you're into the beginning of June, and then... If that many people are fully vaccinated, we're at herd immunity. It's cool. How many beverages are you drinking at one time? Drink. You're out of beer. That's a problem. No, dude. Last last week, I finished my beer, and then my wife, I like texted her. I was like, I was like, that phone is loud with those sounds. I don't like it. It's very weird. So I texted her, and I was like, bring me another burr, and she brought me another burr. Mistake. Dude, after, like it was like the last 10 minutes of the show, and I felt like death. I was like, I feel wasted. And I, I like I can maintain my composure because I'm a very professional broadcaster. Yeah. I felt wasted. I felt like crap. And then after I was like, oh, I don't feel good at all. So I think I passed out on the couch. <laughs> well, I might have I, been the uh, bowl of weed I smoked though after. Might have been. Legal. I, 
I put the uh, I put the uh, bottle or put the cap back on the bottle because I have gone through uh, this much this much wine. So I'm I'm done with the wine for tonight. It's, you sit over there. Stop talking to me. Mm. Wine just oh man, I'm all about the wine. We got a couple deliveries the other day. A couple cases of wine delivered to the house. So now we're stocked up. What do you have a subscription delivery service? No, uh, no. But we go through we go through a company that has those, but we always wait and get the coupons on living social. Mm -hmm. And then we'll order, you know, we'll order those and uh, come. And so whenever we're, whenever we're really low, we go back on living social and we look for another, <laughs> we look for another coupon and it's like, Oh, okay. And you're still paying a ton for the shipping, whatever, yeah. but it breaks down to like, I don't know, it breaks down to like three or four bottles, a bottle, three or $4 a bottle. And nice. they're really good wines from all over the world. Like this one, like I told you, this one's from South Africa. They've got some nice Spanish uh, vinos that come in, uh, you know, all different kinds. It's very, it's uh, very tasty. So uh, that's what uh, we do. We have a subscription wine delivery service. And my we, I mean, Ooh. my wife, my wife just got it. Yeah. Wow. She's been threatening to cancel it for like two months. She's like, oh, they're always out of the good stuff. And then they send us the cheap stuff. And I don't really like any of it. <laughs> like, oh, no. What do you get? Yeah. Like reds and whites in the whole mix? Yeah, they, they, they'll they have, like, a list of, like, eight, and you pick, like, four to order. But okay. two of them immediately sell out. Like, they, they must have, like, three bottles of it. And then <laughs> you have to pick from the other six, and they'll have, like, three out of five stars. It's like, uh, where are you getting this wine? Well, this one, it's like, this. Uh, it's Splash is the company. I'll give my, you know, I pay for my wine, so I'm not uh, getting anything for free. But Splash is who we do it through, and you can get all red, all white. You can get a mix. We always get all red. Um, this time, Debbie was like, "Well, I'm going to get one because we've gotten the whites before, and I don't like I don't like white wine." Um, mm. And Debbie's Debbie's been hit and miss on some of the whites, um, but this time she's like, "I'm going to get one that's all red and one that's half and half." And I was like, "Okay, that's that's cool. You know, if you're going to drink it, then get it. If you like it." So it came. I said, "Oh, which?" Because one came one day and one came the next day, and I said, "Oh, which, which one's the the mix?" I didn't get. I got them all red. Why? You said you were going to get one that was mixed. I just, uh, no, I just decided I was getting all red. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm not going to feel bad that you got, you know, all red when that's what I like to drink, but you, you were the one place of the order. You could have gotten, you could have gotten one red and one white. I don't care, but you never know what's coming, you know? Yeah. And sometimes I'm excited because you'll get, we'll get bottles of stuff that was, that we really liked the last time. It was like, oh man, this was because they've all been good. There's only been one, I think, one or two where I was like, eh, I didn't like this one. But the majority, 95%, they've all been, I, I've loved them all, but some I like a little more. And then when those bottles come, I'm like, woohoo, let's go. I uh I have two coffee subscriptions now. <laughs> I saw that on that new uh that new social media deal that you are a coffee subscriber. And I'm not going to mock it because I, I order my coffee, uh, you know, from out of state. I have my coffee shipped in. So I'm not going to. Oh, you're sure. From where? Sure. Uh, community coffee in New Orleans. Very it's nice. Fantastic coffee. Very fantastic. nice. Well, look, uh, there's two things about me. One is that I'm too late. Like one, there's one thing about me. The one thing about me is I'm too lazy to pick out coffee every time I go to the grocery store. My like price comparing, and then I'm like, well, do I want dark roast or light roast? Blah blah blah. It's like, dude, I don't have time for this, and I'm not even going to the grocery <laughs> store. 
anymore. Ain't nobody so, got time for that. Yeah. So I'll get a, a subscription coffee service that gives me a little variety. So I, I, I subscribe to Atlas Coffee Club. I'll put a um, promo, my promo code in the... Uh, Oh, you have the, a promo code. Yeah, I'll put it in the chat later. You save wow. 10 bucks, and then I get 10 bucks. It's everybody wins. Um, Atlas is cool. There's every month they pick like a country and they send you beans from that country. And so you get like Guatemala, Bolivia, Honduras, whatever it is, Mexico, Chile, uh, Brazil. Um, so every month you get one. So I, I would get three pounds of coffee from them every month delivered. It's all the same coffee. So if you don't like it, you're out of luck. But I had to up it because my because my, my wife decided to become a coffee drinker after we had a baby. I don't know why. Apparently, you don't get enough sleep. I know why. Yeah, because oh. she's exhausted. Because you have mm. an infant. Mm. That's why. Must be it. So now she's drinking coffee. So we've burned through our three bags before the end of the month. I've had to run to Starbucks a couple times. No good. Oh no. Anyway, well, I was just gonna up my volume on uh, Atlas Coffee Club, which we've been doing for six, at least six months, and I really like it. So I, I recommend it, but. This, this, so it's fun because it, it feels like you're traveling because they send you the country's uh, beans and then they send you a little postcard, like a nice little postcard that tells you about the, the country of origin and the history of the, the coffee there and give you tasting notes and like how to brew it. Um, well, this, this month they sent Honduras. Uh, what do you know about Honduras coffee? Nothing. Well, I, I know it comes from beans. I know they roast it. Then they grind it up or you grind it up, it gets ground up, then you add water, and then you have coffee. Or wait a second, hold on, wait. Have you gotten any of the coffee that uh, is filtered out of uh, an exotic cat's poop? No, I want some of that though. Hold on, hold on. I need to make sure I'm not talking about the wrong country because I'm gonna feel really bad if I am. All right. All you right. do know that if you go to, if you have a, and I know I don't know if you do yet, if you have a membership at like Costco or Sam's, they have coffees from around the world in a bigger bag. If you guys are going through a ton of coffee, you might want to have one of those as on standby. Mm. Just in a nice airtight container. I have some on standby. That's why we're not empty right now. Hills Brothers, what do you got? Maxwell House? Um, Growing up, Hills I saw my, my parents always had the giant, this is when it came in cans, a giant five pound can of Hills Brothers coffee. They drank coffee. They drank. So it was, and it wasn't in, they didn't keep it in any sort of container. They just had the plastic lid that went on the can. And every morning they'd make the coffee. And if we had a big, uh, they had a regular coffee pot, but then they had a big, like, percolator coffee, pot, a big giant coffee pot for when there were parties. And at parties, they would make this big, like, three gallon pot of coffee with the little spigot on the bottom. Like you were, like, if you were at a cafeteria. So there was there was always a ton of coffee in our house. I thought it was gross. Well, uh, I have enjoyed all the coffee I've gotten from them. It's been cool learning about countries. This this month is Honduras. One of the notes in Honduras was uh, in the 1950s, larger scale coffee cultivation began to take off, but lacked the infrastructure to maintain high quality standards. Okay. So Honduras became a staple source for low quality blended coffees and quickly emerged as one of the world's largest coffee producers. After a hurricane devastated Honduran coffee crops in 1998, the government stepped in to reset and revive the industry. And they made some improvements. Well, apparently the coffee that we got from Honduras this month from Atlas Coffee Club uh, came uh, before they made those infrastructure improvements because it's it was really bad. It's awful. I've had to put creamer in it. It's like, 
It's like they, it's literally like the postcard says like Honduras used to make really cheap bad coffee, and then they sent us three pounds of really cheap bad coffee. So <laughs> it's my first and only bad experience from Atlas, but oh, every man. other one's been really good. Give you a little variety. They're, they've got this okay. cute. So anyway, but I I ordered another uh, two pounds from Trade Coffee that I'm going to get every like six weeks, and they send you a different roaster from the U.S. Uh, at, at set intervals, so you get to learn about roasters in the U.S. and how they roast their stuff differently. So that's kind of cool. Uh, I want to jump in. Brian says, saw you guys are on my Facebook feed. Wish you all did podcasts. We do, Brian. This is available. It'll be posted tomorrow morning. It is available on all your podcast channels. So all you have to do is look up quarantine, go go to wherever you get uh, podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you go. Spotify. Spotify. Sure, it's on Spotify. And just say, hey, uh, Look up Quarantine Cast with Brian, Cody, and Craig, and you can go back and listen to all of them. So the podcast, Ooh. the podcast is there. It hey, is, Brian, uh, it is there, and listen at your leisure. Brian, my internet's going to hiccup for a second because my VPN okay. just kicked me off. So, uh, but right. I'll be back in like five right. seconds yeah, if I disappear. I remember that happened last week with the VPN. Yeah. I, don't I don't know, know what why. VPN means, but uh, Cody's getting kicked off. Percolator coffee is nasty. I I have not, to be honest, Mike. I couldn't tell you. I I don't think I ever. I was too young when they were percolating coffee. Uh, I haven't had percolator coffee. I am a Mister Coffee guy from way back. Uh, Tom says my parents were all about chock full of nuts. Yeah, we didn't. We I don't know. My parents were brand loyal to Hills Brothers, and then I did. To be honest with you, I didn't drink coffee till I was on my honeymoon. I was twenty nine. And that was the first time I had coffee. And that was because we went on our honeymoon to Jamaica. And uh, in Jamaica, it's all about the Blue Mountain coffee. And everybody's like, oh, you got to try this Blue Mountain coffee from Jamaica. Oh, you got to try Blue Mountain coffee. Oh, my goodness. Blue Mountain coffee is fantastic. Fantastic. And then uh, I drank that. And then for a long time, I would get my coffee at Sam's. And they had two different brands of whole beans in it. Pre-pandemic, in years gone by, they also had a grinder there. And then wow. after a while, I wouldn't, they, they didn't have the grinders, but so I bought my own little grinder and then I'd bring home the whole beans and I'd grind it up every morning. Zzz, like in city slickers, there would be a cattle uh, stampede through the house. It's horrifying. Sure. And then, uh, and then we started drinking about, I don't know, five, six years ago, we started drinking uh, community coffee and it's in Louisiana it's, and they have, it's just really good coffee. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we, you know, we just got, just had some delivered. They're really good. It usually comes the next, well, before the storm, it was coming like the next day or within two days. And they always have specials. And if you order over whatever, shipping's free. So it was like, oh, man. And I, you know, so that's it. We're enjoying a nice pecan praline coffee in the oh, house. Oh, that, is, that sounds delicious. That sounds delicious. Speaking of food and drink, uh, did you see the video that I emailed you? Yeah, the, uh, the short film. Email. You're yeah. I was going to talk to you about that. Uh oh, my trouble. Because it was fantastic. <laughs> How long did that take to do? And then you'll explain why. Uh, you'll explain. And I also off the air. I have to ask you about because uh, I looked at that other. Cody sent me a, a beta thing for a new social media site. We won't. I won't. You know, blow any of that. But I got to figure out how to edit video because it looks like everybody. I thought it was just. It's a video thing, which is cool. I thought everybody just like started and started talking and made little videos. A lot of people are editing and they're doing all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, oh, I got to figure out how to oh, edit some we'll, videos. We'll get, we'll get into yeah, that. We'll yeah, talk about that. 
Yeah. But yes, tell us, tell, tell about this uh, project you're involved with. And, uh, I thought the, I thought the video you sent me was phenomenal. And I'm glad, I'm glad you it, it was, it was like, it was, it was crazy good where I'm like, it, it, it shouldn't be this good. Who are these yeah. people? Who are these people <laughs> that are doing this? You know, this is, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, so I'm gonna put in the chat right now. Um, do, 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 oh, that's right. You can do. You can put stuff in the chat too. Where it? I don't even, know. dude. Facebook is so hard to navigate. Like I open it these days, and I'm just like, where the hell is anything? It's impossible to. All right, I will do. Zuckerberg this. knows. All right. Uh, he so it's what you the, just said. Click <laughs> uh, to Cody's fundraising page for Shai Ditarad. Okay, so I'm uh, participating in a fundraiser. If you'd like to chip Yay. in, I just put the link in the chat. Um, it is called the Shiditarod. It is a... Oh, hold up. Hold on. Sorry. Wait. Oh, <laughs> there there you are. Are. that was good. Wait a minute. Um, no, I'm so sorry. I tried to I tried to do, make you whole and have the whole screen, and somehow I hit the wrong button. Mm, mm. So you are participating in the Shiditarod. Explain. Yeah, uh, so Shadidarod is in its uh, 16th year. It's a 100% volunteer-driven. Uh, it's it's actually, it's a charity food drive. Usually it is basically a bar crawl where people will wear costumes and uh, all, like, their team has a shopping cart and they have to run around with a shopping cart, like, collecting things at bars and drinking all day. Anyway, I participated last time for the first, uh, last year for the first time, uh, it was really, really fun. A lot of like a lot of people, mostly in their like late twenties, early thirties, um, just dressing up really silly, running around with shopping carts and drinking and getting drunk. But we also collect donations and and uh, have a fundraising website page, which I just put on the Brian Noonan Show comments. So if you see the Facebook page, there's a link to it if you want to donate. Um, but all the food, uh, all the all the the sorry, the donations go to fight food insecurity in Chicago. Um, there's a component where people go to the Greater Chicago Food Depository to um, to volunteer. Uh, the Shadidara Foundation seeks to alleviate and solve the root causes of hunger um, through unique events like the Shadidarad. So my team has raised more than $3,000, which is amazing, uh, the four or five of us. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just trying to like feed people, make sure that people aren't insecure about their food. So this year, obviously, uh, which brings us to the video thing that Brian was talking about. This year, there is, there's no shopping cart race bar crawl because there's a pandemic happening. So they decided to make it into a film festival. So my team decided to do a take on Drunk History. Uh, drunk History is a, a YouTube show that you may have heard of where someone gets drunk and talks about history. It's not a complicated concept. So for our edition, for our version of Drunk History, uh, in December, I got drunk. Uh, I drank, I think, two full Bourbon County Stouts myself. Um, so I, you've seen me. You, you, if you've been a longtime watcher of the Quarantine cast, you've seen uh -huh. me overindulge especially in some of the early days of the pandemic you you know what it's like so uh but uh but i got um i got pretty good into my cups and i told a story uh about um about balto if you've ever heard of balto the uh the alaskan racing 
animal that helped save a town by delivering vaccines. There was an animated film produced about it. Um, Balto was around like close to 100 years ago, I think. So uh, I told the story of Balto. And then we have a professional video editor on our team. She and the team kind of sat down and were like, okay, what can we use from this? What, you know, what do we want to reshoot? And then they pieced together a script. So I'm telling the story and I do this voiceover of the story of Balto and they filmed all the dialogue that I said. Uh, and it turned out, as Brian kindly said, very well. Uh, and if you would it's, like to donate to the- crazy. Yeah, if you'd like to donate to the fundraising page, uh, you will get an email on Saturday when we post the video. Um, I'll also, actually this Friday, I think our editor is gonna put together, we mentioned Togo, Mike. We mentioned Togo in the video specifically. I think we even have a person portraying Togo. So Togo's in there. Um, we, uh, if, if you wanna donate, that's, that's awesome. If you don't, you know, what, you know, Obviously, everyone's having a rough time right now. But if you want to pitch in, that'd be great. Uh, and you'll get an email as soon as it goes live. Friday, our video editor is going to put together like a minute-long trailer, a kind of a teaser for it. Um, and I'll post that on the Brian Noonan Show page so you can okay. see it. Um, and next week, uh, during the quarantine cast, I'll be sure to post a link to the full video. We just, I just can't share it right now because it's oh, not. Oh, because I was, look, I was just going to ask because there's a link, there's a link to your page on the bottom of the screen, so people can mm -hmm. go there and make a donation. Uh, and on your Facebook page, there's a few stills, and I was like, oh, uh, I got to tell you, I don't know who it was. A it was a team effort. The writing was great. The performances were hilarious. The syncing up of your voiceover with the actors who at times were saying what you were, re the whole thing was just phenomenal. I, I forgot to email you back. I watched it. It was, it was great. And I, yeah. I thought I'll be honest. I opened it up and I was like, oh, six minutes. And I watched the whole thing. I was like, this is phenomenal. It was, it it reminded me of the time a friend of mine, Pete Schwaba, made an actual Hollywood movie. And I remember going to the premiere. We were living in Los Angeles. And it was the, uh, the, the not the Pope of Greenwich Village, uh, the Godfather of Green Bay is the name of the mm. film. Uh, it's, it had stars. You know, it had everything. So he wrote it. He directed it up in northern Wisconsin. And I remember sitting in the theater that night going, oh, my God a guy I know just made an actual movie. And that was the same as I'm watching your thing. I go, Oh my God, this is an actual, this is not, it doesn't look like somebody shot it on their iPhone, even though they might, you know, everything was professional quality. It was very funny. It was, you know, you were very good in your, uh, you know, getting drunk in your little room there. It was, yeah, it was really good. I don't know how you pulled it off, but, uh, man, I felt like I did very little. Like I literally, like Brian, I I had a few notes in my uh like on my screen, and I literally just got drunk and told the story. Like <laughs> I, it, none of it was scripted. There were there was like one line. They were like, "Can you go back and re-record this line?" But the rest was literally I just got drunk and talked. Uh, so and it turned out. So then they took well. your, they took your story and then shot everything else. To yeah, match I up. talked. Because I, I talked for probably like 10, 15 minutes. So they cut it down to like five and a half. Right. And then, you know, the the juicy bits. And and again, if you've seen Drunk History, I don't know if they always do this on that show, but 
But basically, like as I'm voicing it over, they're acting it out. But as like Brian kind of alluded to, their dialogue syncs up with me. So I'm talking, but like their voice, you know, their mouth is moving. Um, but it, yeah, it looks. Like, and then Bob said, I have to go back quickly. And Cody's saying that, but Bob's mouth is going, I have to go back. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, very uh, just, funny. But anyway, I, I I will be sharing it regardless next week because uh, the the idea is I I send it to I send an email to a few people that I know, uh, and the, the email really wasn't like hey give me money you know for this fundraiser it was really just like let let's here's a six minute break from everything, <laughs> you know like pandemic is it's boring and isolated and everyone's a lot of people have our routines. You know, we've got our, you know, I do this for fun or I watch this mm -hmm. show or here's some sports I follow, but like something to break up the just monotony and the, you know, no one's going to the movies or anything. So it's, uh, it, the idea is to entertain people. So I'll, I'll, I'll share it next week and it's full, but, uh, ahead of time, I'd like to also, uh, you know, uh, encourage you if, if you'd like to participate in the fundraiser, I'm like $40 from reaching my goal. So I'm pretty close. Yeah, there's so a link in the chat. There's a link at the bottom of the screen. Uh, Marta, Marta is the queen of the callbacks. Marta asked you, was it raining the entirety of the movie? Now, that is something. How long ago did I bring that up that I was watching a movie and I got in a Twitter beef with the director because it rained the whole time? That that was months ago, Marta. I, Kudos I to you. That's, that's amazing. I that thought she was referring to like the fact that like the the Balto story happens like during a blizzard, but like no, that was a oh my god, that's that was a good. months old callback. That was good. That was really good, Marty. You keep <laughs> you keep better track of this than we do. And no, in Cody's film, it was sunny. It looked a little cold. There was a blizzard happening, but mm -hmm. uh, there were different there were different uh, weather patterns throughout the whole thing, which I I enjoyed. I was not distracted because it <laughs> rained on Balto the whole time. It did not do that. Brian, uh, hey, listen, oh, look, we got a new subscriber. Brian uh, Brian downloaded Spotify and downloaded a bunch of the episodes. Nice. So he's going to sleep now. Well, good night, Brian, and thank you for doing that. That is, yeah, Mar Marta says it's a gift. It is a gift That's or great. a curse, Marta. I, I, I don't know if it's more a gift or a psychological impairment, but listen, we appreciate it. Either way, mm -hmm. we're not booing we're not it. I think that's terrific. And I like, I do like when people pay more attention than we do. <laughs> Which, Which is, is usually pretty much the whole, maybe that, maybe that explains a lot. That could explain a lot. It could. Yes. Congratulations on that. That was, that was really good. Thanks. I'm glad you got a kick out of it. Did you that share it with the good. wife? Cause you should share it with the wife. I will share. Uh, yes. I will share it with the wife. I will share it with Molly. Uh, I will share it with everyone. I know Yeah. everyone. Um, Marta's siblings hate her good memory. I can, I can see that. Mm. I can see that at times. Um, uh, we, <laughs> I just, so one, one kudos for being, uh, being involved in giving back. That's what I meant before when we were having the religious discussion, you're a guy, you know, you do good. You do I good things. Give back when I can. Yeah. So the wife's not bringing you another beer. That's sad. Um, I have to ask, I, I, you know, I've been working very hard to be more, balanced and understanding and not uh not let things bother me as much as they used to more like hardly working right okay for those of for those of you watching i apologize for cody's uh insane eyeballs right up to the i screen. apologize for everything for those of you listening at uh listening wherever you listen to this oh my god you're lucky you're just listening <laughs> that is i like that you don't even notice that i took my big sweatshirt off I did. 
Oh, okay. That's because oh, the uh, I just I, why would I comment on that? Did you because you got you were oh so you're paying me back because I didn't notice you got a haircut. <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> I see. So I'm trying not to overreact. Uh, I told you last week how much I've been working in the alley, trying to clear the snow and the ice out of the alley, how I injured myself. Yes, my knee still hurts, by the way. Uh, how, you know, how everybody, we were all, the neighbors were all trying to keep their, get the alley to the point where we could use it. And it was, and Mother Nature helped a lot. She was melting out all kinds of things. So every day last week when it was warm, I would go out and I would chop a little more ice. Everything was looking good. Now, kitty corner for me, there's a family that had never used their garage through, through the entire snowstorm. Everything had piled up in front. Now, I was not throwing snow in front of their garage. Uh, it just, from all the snow we had, they had a giant pile in front of their garage door because they never used a garage. Sure. So the other day I'm out and I'm in the backyard and I'm picking up uh, after the dogs because as things start to melt, um, the bounty that is my dog's excrement becomes uh, clear to me. And the path that I had shoveled around the yard for them to use to do that is now melted. And there's a lot of it's, this is the grossest time of the year after it snows a lot and it starts to melt and the dog stuff has been there for a long time. I've talked about mm. this every year cause it's horrifying. Anyway, I'm out cleaning up a little bit and I hear shoveling and I'm, I'm thinking, well, Who's shoveling? The sidewalks are clear. The street looks pretty good. I know the when I left the, earlier, the alley was perfect. It was terrific all the way up and down. Even the spot that I got stuck when I hurt myself at the other end, that was all clear. Everything looked good. So I hear this shoveling. Then I go and I, I'm going to take out some garbage. So I go out through the, I'm, I'm taking the dog poop out to the garbage cans. I walk out in the alley and there's the guy across the alley, kitty corner for me shoveling out this big mound that's been in front of his garage door. And I give him the obligatory, how's it going? And he's like, hey, how's it going? Instead of shoveling and putting the snow off to the side, you know, uh, where nobody, he's shoveling everything just out into the middle of the alley. Just shoveling. So now I go to take Debbie for her shot on Monday. The alley next door to me now has big ruts and drifts again. Cause he shoveled everything out. Just, he just pushed it out into the alley and I kind of lost my mind for a minute, not to the point where I was going to go to his door or, you know, shout him down. If I saw him, even though I might've, or made a passive aggressive comment, but I'm proud of myself because it didn't ruin my entire day. It just made me angry for a moment, a couple moments. Then when I came back and I, you know, I have to now navigate ruts again because he's, he, he's put the big drift now right in the middle of the alley again. I'm like, you, you, you. and I guess what that bothered me, but what bothered me more is that people don't take anyone else into consideration when they behave. Hmm. There's no, this guy had to see that the entire alley was cleared. Here's what he you had do. to know that the only reason it was cleared is because everybody else had shoveled stuff out of the way. He saw the piles where it wasn't all melted was where we had piled the snow between a fence and a garage or off to the side, or in my case, directly across from me, they don't have a garage. So it was all pushed up, uh, along the chain link fence. He didn't care. 
So he didn't really do much because he only moved the snow like three feet off the apron into his garage. So he still would have to drive through and he still hasn't driven out because all the ruts are from people going up and down the alley, not from him backing out of his garage. So it just, it was an indictment on our society, Cody. That's what I'm saying. Here's what you do. <clears throat> Next time your dog's got to go to the bathroom, take him out on the leash, have him drop it right in front of that garage door. I can't do it. Why? One, because I'm uh, a good citizen. Are you bigger than him? Oh, yeah. Then do it. No, I don't want to. I can't be the, because somebody will go on next door and they'll post a picture of me letting my dogs poop and not pick it up. So then I'll be on next door. No one cares about next. Are you on next door? Oh, I'm on next door. <laughs> Mike just killed me. Oh, my God. Me. <laughs> That is, was, that was last week, wasn't it? I don't know what why that, I don't know why that, like he, like we have a show in which someone can, can comment douche canoe two weeks in a row yep. and it works every that's, time. That's where we're at. That's, that's what, where the, we're at. if we had something to give to you listeners other than free, uh, you know, entertainment, we would, because some of you go above and beyond. I love so many comments. Oh, there's Marta so wants somebody to just put the snow in front of the dude's door. Uh, it took everything I had this week not to go out and shovel those ruts to get them out of the way. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I, I've shoveled enough. So now they're pretty much gone. So it's a moot point. But it still was an indictment on society for me. And yes, I am on next door. You used to be a listen, you don't get to ever uh, mock me for being on next door because you're the Gladys Kravitz of next door. You're a guy who actually has made comments on next door. I just read it. Wait, I had, how do you know? Because you told us. You told us about all the old comments you made in your old neighborhood. Or did I? I don't know. Now I now I can't remember. That's weird. I thought I knew. Now I don't know. Huh. No, but I haven't commented. I almost, I almost... <laughs> You know, I get it. I get the emails, you know, from next door when somebody puts something new up and I almost went in and posted something. And then I went, dude, what, what are you doing? Are you going to go out next door and become one of those people who are going to, you know, next door is good. If like, Hey, there's been uh, three burglaries on our block. You might want to watch out or, Hey, somebody was seen breaking into a garage. Keep an eye out. That's what next door is good for. Not, you know, there's a lot of people complaining about too many uh, people with too many cars, you know? Uh, four, they're taking up four spots on the street, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I, I'm not, I don't want to be that guy. So as much as I almost wanted to be that guy, I decided I wasn't that guy. So I didn't post about it on next door. Uh, I didn't confront the guy. I didn't, uh, I didn't yell and scream. I cursed a couple times under my breath. I did call him names, uh, just in my own car. Hmm. So I thought, I, I thought I handled it. Okay. But I, I, I had a right to be a little upset, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. I would have, uh, well, done the exact same thing as you. Basically nothing. Yeah, nothing. But I would have done come, come it. On, come out here and complain about it. Yeah, that's, that's what we do. This, this is, yeah, right. This is, that's exactly what we do. This is what we do. We come on, <laughs> we come out here and we air out all our grievances because nobody is in front of us and we're not too worried about it. So I'm fine with that. <laughs> they're never coming to get us. Um I was telling a story the other day on WTMJ, uh, and by the way, I'll be on again next Monday, uh, March 8th, from 6 to 9 again. But uh, I was telling this story, and somebody texted in, 
hey, do you think they're listening? And I never think anybody's listening. <laughs> you know, I should <laughs> after the moped incident. I should know people are listening. You should. Uh, I should always know people are listening, but I don't. I know people are watching or and listening, but I don't think he is. And if it is, good. You were an ass. <laughs> so, you know, that's the way it goes. If you're listening and you know that you, because somebody right now, somebody's going, even if people don't know where I live, you know, they don't know where I live. They know I live somewhere in Chicago. Somebody else has shoveled their ice into the alley. Maybe it's somebody who listens to this and they're like, oh my God, does Brian live across the alley from me? Was I the ass? Yeah. Even if you don't live across the alley from me and you did that, you're the ass. So, you know, welcome to the club, jerk. Boom. Not clubhouse, though, to be fair. Someone in the show. clubhouse. It's, I don't know. It's, it's something podcasters are obsessed with. It's some new, <laughs> like, very exclusive social media app Ooh. that that we're not part of. But I'll, no. but no, there's a different one that Brian and I are in on the ground floor of because we're big deals. Uh, no big deals. I, I just got texts about it. Look at that. I just looked at my phone. I don't know why I picked them. Oh, because my phone vibrated, which it doesn't usually do. Okay. Like, what? What's going they on? They say they shut it all down. Nah, not yet. Not yet. The more I post, the closer it'll get. I keep I've seen some of your If he is listening, he will not recognize himself. That's probably true because most asses don't consider themselves asses. Mm, that's true. It's like bad drivers. Uh, every bad driver thinks everybody else is a horrible driver and they're a great driver. Which way does this screw in and which way does it screw Righty, tighty, lefty, loosey. Okay, it's tighter now. Cool. cool. Look at that. We all learned something today. Every one yeah. of us learned a thing we didn't know before. I actually had what to if? say that the other day to myself as I was replacing a toilet seat. Oh, yeah? Righty, tighty, lefty, loosey. What'd you put on the toilet seat? What'd you replace it with? A different toilet seat. You didn't replace it with a plasma screen TV. Why would I want to poop on a plasma screen TV? Why wouldn't you? I'm really excited about changing the angle of my mic. I don't know if you could tell. I'm just oh, I talk can tell. Straight into it. I'm excited because now it blocks half your face. So I, I know. I know. I have to see your eyes. And I kind of have to stand up for it to look straight on into the camera. I think if you're smart, though, you'd flip your uh, you'd flip your microphone up uh, the other way so that you could give sure their their good product placement and perhaps get a nice. Uh, Sponsorship for us. I know. Where am I? To us by Sure Microphones. I'm Even why you sound. I can also I can also turn up the bass so I sound really good. Wow. I'm Cody from from QuarantineCast.com. Yeah, a weird uh, electronic buzz underneath. Am I? You were when you were doing that crazy voice. I don't hear anything when I was doing this voice. You heard a crazy electronic voice, boom thing mm -hmm. thing. Hmm. Yes, I did. Well, I didn't hear that, Brian. Uh, but what I did hear was that the quarantine cast will be back next week for another exciting edition on March 10th, 2024. What day, what day is what day? Year of our Lord 2021? Yes, the 10th. Oh, all right. I'm normal again. We're good. No, there you were right. So we will be back next week, as Cody said. Uh Will Craig be back? Will Craig's exile, self-imposed exile continue? Will we find out where Craig actually is and what he's actually up to? Uh, I'm guessing sex no. The, yeah, is the sex dungeon open? Will he come on uh, dressed as the gimp from Pulp Fiction and tell us uh, all about his new business endeavors? 
I don't know any of the answers to those questions. All I know is Cody and I will be here. Uh, we will upload a new episode tomorrow. But in the meantime, if you just can't get enough of us as a team, then you need to get uh, more of us individually. You can hear Cody every day as one of the hosts of the Curiosity Daily podcast. Uh, CuriosityDaily.com. Is that the website? I always get it yeah, right. Yeah, it is. That's the that one. Right. CuriosityDaily.com. It's part of the Discovery family of brands. A lot of big uh, science and tech and lifestyle news all within uh, a few short minutes. You can learn a lot in just a few minutes. That's our slogan. What's coming up this week? And uh, Well, I know you said earlier you record a lot and you don't know, um, but what's... Uh, any, do you know what's coming, like what's on tomorrow? It's weird because I just finished editing the next couple of days of episodes. Friday, um, no, I don't remember. I literally, wow, I literally, it's just like, well, that's really good. good stuff though. Really, really, really good stuff. Curiositydaily.com, you can uh, subscribe and then you don't have to worry if Cody doesn't know what's on it because you'll get it every day and it weird. won't, uh, you won't have to rely on Cody. You just rely on yourself to listen to Curiosity Daily Podcast. I will be back, as I mentioned, on WTMJ next Monday night at 6 o'clock. So if you, uh, I'll remind you here. Uh, again, tomorrow this will be posted on every platform where you get your podcasts. So tell people, uh, subscribe, like, all whatever the kids say to do, all that kind of stuff. Thank you for uh, watching again tonight. Thank you all for the comments. We really do appreciate them. We love seeing the comments. Uh, some of you are are terrifyingly good at your recollections and uh and it's nuts but we we do appreciate it any any parting words there cody the g oh friday we talk about why you can't suffocate by holding your breath and oh, why good. being angry makes you more likely to believe misinformation wow i'm glad i've curbed my anger because there i could believe a lot of misinformation all right well so listen to curiosity daily podcast curiositydaily.com I will talk to you. Uh, we will talk to you again next week. I will talk to you on Monday. Cody talks to you every day. That's enough talking. Have a great night. Thanks a lot. Bye, Cody. Thanks for joining in, listeners. It was fun. Bye, Brian. Bye.